Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have what a, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 159 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in my garage and on the phone, Joe and Charles Headland. How you doing, guys? Oh, hey, hey, what's happening? What's up, buddy? What's going on? Nothing, man. I'm just excited. It's freaking deer season, dudes. Oh, boy, is it ever. Boy, is it ever. Kind of. Sort of. Still. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, oh my God, what a year, dude. It's been one so far. What a season for weather-wise. Think about it. I mean, we had opening week was, you know, it was pretty warm. But it was nice. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't. Had a, we had a couple bucks daylight, though, still for yeah. being that warm. It was, it was good. surprising. I, yeah. I hunted a few of those days, and it wasn't that bad. If you stayed out of the sun, honestly, with just the 150 Merino base layers, like top and the early pants, I was perfect. Dude. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That was a nice little plug there. I was guy. sitting pretty, man. I was. <laughs> Giggly moogly. I, I mean, that's what I'm wearing. You know, I'm not going to fake it. You know what I mean? I'm like, with you, dude. I sweat like yeah. a little bit. but First day, first day I was in a clear cut, and I was like in this wide open tree, but there's a little cluster up there. I'm like, I think I can get up to that cluster and just kind of fade into it. So I did. And of course, I ended up being like 30 foot up in a tree. <laughs> like the highest I've been up in a tree in forever. <laughs> Like my, my bow rope's 20 foot and I think it was like 10 plus feet off the ground just dangling the whole way up. It's funny but, that uh, you mentioned 30 feet up in the tree because I hung a camera this weekend <laughs> and about 10 feet away after I hung it, I realized while I was up in this tree hanging it that there was a super duper old lock on. Like nobody's hunting out of it. It's that old. But dude, if it's 30 feet, I would, I'd, I'd be surprised. It was like a skyscraper stand. It might have been 35. <laughs> I don't know. It is so far up there, dude. Like, it would have been scary to sit in. Why do people do two that? Two sets of sticks. Yeah, like, it was way eight, up there. Eight eight sticks up there. That <laughs> nut probably just had, like, the pegs in the tree, too. I know? don't know. I didn't see anything. There was no anything up to it. Wow. It was just up there. Those tree pegs scared the living hell out of me. I've never nah, even Maybe you put them. it a long time ago, and it just it grew like... <laughs> the tree. tree just grew, just kept growing. <laughs> it just kept growing. <laughs> With it. <laughs> it was 20 feet when he first started hunting there. It's now 30. Well, that's, I'll tell you what, the one ladder stand that we have at the murder ladder, that thing literally is no longer attached to the tree other than the fact that it has grown into the tree like four inches. <laughs> well, it's lifting the bottom. I, I, so I hunted it the other day. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. It's been like that for years where you're, you're climbing up it and mm -hmm. the rungs are like going back together. 
the bottom part was literally laying on the ground. It came good, out. It good, pulled all literally. the way out of the ground. Nothing was at that. This is not something I would ever tell anybody to do, but it's in a big pine tree with literally limbs coming out the whole way up. Well, why don't so you just tell our audience? <laughs> <laughs> it's leaning up against, in, it's literally grown into the tree. I hunted it last year. It was in the same condition. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. It's it's safe, but it's stupid. I mean, I was in my saddle. I was tied in before I even got into the seat. Right, right. Like I was being safe about it, but I was like, dude, it's a ladder stand. That's like maybe, I don't know, 13, 14 feet off the ground with limbs the whole way up. So I could, if at any given time, I don't know what would have actually happened because I wasn't going backwards. You know, maybe it just crumbles and falls to the ground or something and maybe and probably get caught on one of them limbs. I don't know. So I climbed up in it and I, I hunted it the other night. Oh, I, have an, 15, I have an idea for you. 15 foot, 8 inches right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's lifted quite a bit. Like the seat's kind of sitting up in it's the air. It's sitting up a little bit. Yeah. I have an idea for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take that ladder stand down and put a new one up? Well, we're probably going to have to cut we it we out at this point. You should ago. do that. I have a almost brand new ladder stand in the rack shack right now that you yeah. can have. Oh, I don't have any ladder stands. So you can have it. I'm going to need somebody's if we do it. You like, can have it. Just yeah. put it up there. There's a I chain a on it. I, I actually offered to change that out mm-hmm. years ago. I and would. then I think we had other people hunting it. Like people we didn't know were hunting it. And I was like, why am I changing this out for somebody yeah, else? I'm not going to give someone else a brand new ladder yeah, stand. That's possible too. But now, so, I mean, dude, it's there was a chain on it at one point. The chain you can't even see anymore. So you're going to need a battery powered cutoff wheel. You're going to need some, definitely some cutoff wheel. You're going to nice. need to cut a lot of metal to get this thing out of the actual tree and then what do you do because once you cut it off then what you're falling you fall <laughs> you just fall i H- thought about just putting my saddle. yeah my repel yeah. stuff yeah on, you that's know, what i would do just in case kick it off and then repel it, down if we if we put a ratchet strap around like one of the rungs around the tree you to keep that. it to the tree even when we cut it i don't know i think it might okay. create some issues with some pinch when cutting it but other than that that's possible. It I would definitely figure that out though, because that's yeah. a good spot. I could easily just hang right beside it and cut. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got I got two wall hangers out of that tree. My first two wall hangers actually. Mm-hmm. I shot my buck last year out of that tree. So I named yeah. it named mm-hmm. it the murder ladder. Yep, I missed yep. the biggest buck of my entire life out of that tree, <laughs> dude. Like unbelievable deer. See, you just out of need that tree. some new stuff going on there. A long time ago, you could put a lock on in there. No, um, I don't know yeah, how to get to my, it. My dad likes to hunt it. So yeah. you know, like, you know, yeah. he won't like, plus it'd be hard. It'd, it'd be, be hard, hard because there's nowhere on the tree to climb up because all the branches. Yeah. Okay. I so see. like the ladder's just far enough out. That's keeping that you in between the branches. You're literally like school. Yeah. Just, you're tucked into a pine tree. I like <laughs> it. It's, it's legit. But yeah. well, before we get too deep into this episode, we do have to mention our partners of the show. That's right. And first and foremost, I want to bring up Scree Gear. The best on the planet, man. I absolutely love them. They have been coming out with almost like a new initiative, basically. When other competitors are raising their prices, they're making a concerted effort to lower them. Yeah, I was just listening to Mike Nelson's uh, message, just literally on the way here. Um, that You know, he, he came up with this whole vision like, what, 10, 12 years ago. When he was out on a mountain on a hunt and his... Equipment was failing him that he wanted to come out with some kind of clothing line that would be affordable, but also live up to the testament of a mountain and backcountry and and what we do even, you know, we beat our stuff up pretty good. Definitely. We really do. And, you know, pulling out pants from seven, eight years ago or six, probably six, in all reality, six years ago that still look brand new, true testament to it. And it was just like, look, man, 
the prices are going up. Everybody's raising their prices. All their competitors, the prices are going up every single year. They just finally said enough is enough, and they cut everything. Permanent cut of pricing. This isn't a sell. Yeah. This is retail just went down. And they're still doing sales. And they're still running sales. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's I crazy. love it, man. Yeah. I love it. It it's definitely great. helps out the average guy. Yeah. And their new product line is great. The Venture Flex pants, my favorite pants in the entire world. Um, I'm probably buying the Ptarmigan vest because it's getting cold to the point where the other night I really would have liked to have the vest rather than the Ptarmigan jacket in full. But um, I think that purchase is going to happen really quick. There you go, man. <laughs> so, and the hat is awesome. I heard from Mikey Fennel. He wore it the other night. He was a huge fan of the new hat, the Guardian Series hat. The Guardian hat. Series hat, man. Yeah, it's, dude. Ooh, yeah. That thing is warm, warm. I need one. Holy. Oh. So, yeah. And then uh, VIP Archery. Oh, man. They've been going to work this year, man. Yep. <laughs> they have been going to work. They've been going into bat. There are several bloody VIP broadheads around Pennsylvania from what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing, and too, man. 100% made in America, veteran-owned. How much better can you get? You know how much better you can get? Matt and Cindy. That's how better you can get. That's right, man. <laughs> the best people out there, man. Yep. I love them. True, true red-blooded Americans, like, through and through phenomenal people. So. I, would, I would totally agree. If you don't like American-made and veteran-owned, you you might be ISA. I think you are. You well, might you might have to get them on again soon. I, I like yes. this podcast with you good. guys. Good call. I will talk to Matt and we will make that happen because I talked to him for a long while the other day and he's, you know, he's got some uh, good energy right now. His health is starting to look in the right direction. Um, you know, his, uh, his cancer is pretty much gone right now. That's fantastic. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's the best news possible. Yeah. Crazy. What What is that? Remission? In remission, yeah. Yes. Okay. I was just making sure I was saying that right. I mean, obviously, I should know that, but um, that's what he said. Yeah. So that's that's a beautiful huge. thing. Huge. You know, obviously, with that, there's a lot of secondary pains and whatnot. But you know, he's trying to get back out hunting and doing some other stuff. And the dude just. I agree, man. I agree. Really cool. But yeah. So speaking of broadheads going into battle, I actually uh, sent the new commander through a doe. You did, uh, like man. last week or something like that. Yeah, that was last. It wasn't week. even that long ago. No, was it? it wasn't. Yeah, I tried it out for the first time and killed a doe with it. I don't. I I don't mind it at all. Um, it shoots more, leaves more of a wound channel, like a fixed blade. Yeah, three blade. Yeah, I would agree from what I saw from it. Yeah. So you know, because those blades obviously kind of like compress down, just like his other blades do, and then when it hits, you know, it it opens up. And when I found it, it was fully. 100 percent no deployed. doubt about it <laughs> it was open yeah um buried into the ground behind the animal uh probably five six inches and i pulled it out i'm like okay and uh when i found the deer which was a crazy track job to begin with um just because she'd crossed that damn creek yeah and i was afraid of that <laughs> that so, doesn't help you know and end up stumbling into her by pure happenstance uh walked right into her and found her dead laying there um you know it was my fault i hit her a little low and a little back. Yeah. Um, or it was quartering away, quartering towards me, quartering towards me. I hit her a little bit low just behind the shoulder on the entrance, but the exit was a little bit back, a little low. So, yeah, you know, yeah. liver, part of the lung, yeah. one lung. She ran, I, I think. Didn't go far, though. She, it, no, I think she ran 300 yards in total. Yeah. And maybe. It was, it, yeah, yeah, maybe. And it was a straight line. Um, I really didn't have trouble finding blood, even though we backed out and came back the next day and, by myself and I just said I'm gonna go in and look for blood. And I followed blood all the way to the creek. 
I was just trying to talk myself out of it. Like, man, nah, maybe she turned, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really didn't want to go across. So I spent a lot of time. I spent like an hour on the side of the creek where I shot her. And it was like. You found a cool little deadhead. I did. A really nice one, actually. Yeah. Like, I should have probably taken it. It was so stinky and gross. Yeah. I hung it up in a in an apple tree. There you go. So for years to come, we can go back and revisit it. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, went on the other side and found her real quick. She didn't really go that far. They love crossing that creek, though. Yeah, Two of them that I've shot have crossed that creek. It's their safety net, yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree. It sucks, but... It washes that blood away, man. It gets yep. real tough. I got lucky. Walked right into her founder. Um, I doubled up early in the year on some does as well. Yep. I shot two smaller deer. <laughs> I would like to point out, you're leaving out a very key aspect of finding that doe. Yeah, you, I know. You, I am. You broke out the old the old trusty. Yes, I did. It was actually really funny. I When I was... <laughs> I was looking and I wasn't defeated, but I was kind of like nervous. And I went to the other side. Well, the night before, Sam met up with me and he, br- I said, can you bring me something? I'm, I'm starving. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I haven't eaten since lunch, if that. I don't remember if I ate that day. And he brought me an off-brand Nutty Buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. The old three-pack, dude. The old three-pack. Legit. Ooh. And I was like, all right, boys. I was, I was Marco pulling our Patreon group. I'm like, all right, boys, I'm heading in. And if you don't know how serious I am, this is how serious I am. So hopefully these off brands, they can't, they work just the same. Yeah. I was like, if not, maybe they'll attract a monster and I'll shoot them and it'll be a bonus. So I was literally two bars in. Okay. I had the third, I'm, it's in my hand. I'm walking in down the trail and I there's like this big muck puddle and I'm like, I, I kind of want to go around that, but I'm going to go to the right. I was going to go left. I'm like, I'm going to go right. Cause she could be somewhere in this. Literally I was 50 yards from the creek at that point yeah. and I can see where she was on the other side. So I start. I took two more steps, nutty buddy in hand. She was laying right there. It's it's magic, dude. I'm telling you, it doesn't just attract deer; it recovers them too. <laughs> our, our next sponsor, yeah. little, little Debbie. Oh, to get out. Maybe we'll go for that off-brand one. <laughs> there we go. The old three stacker. Yeah, it might be easier to land that. Oh, beautiful, dude. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're plugging them too much not to get something out of it. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, not only do they find deer, but they're delicious. They are good, <laughs> if nothing else. I think we're like 10 episodes deep with Nutty Buddy here. No, I'm sorry. You could either have a candy a bar or you could have a Nutty Buddy. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I ate anything in my stand. I haven't brought sad, right? other than first day, maybe. And I didn't even eat the snack that I brought in. I have not had any snacks in the tree since then. I think I like a nice uh, beef jerky. A nice little... Really? Uh, yeah, beef jerky. I think that's one of my, my go-tos. Because, you know, you're you're not just eating like a, like a little snack. You're actually eating something that's going to fulfill you a little bit and give you a little bit extra. What kind of beef jerky are we talking power. here? Like a Slim Jim uh, or like no, one like, of the big uh, fatties? Oh, I love Bob those Will, fatties. Wild Bills. Okay. Like the little broken up pieces. Oh, so like... Jerky, yeah, like yeah, jerky, <laughs> yeah, jerky, jerky, jerky. Okay, so jerky. I was gonna say, what do you think about yeah. bringing like a deer jerky or something? No, I usually take like wild bills and I'll just pour it all into like a sandwich bag and bring it out. That's not last all season, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna probably be making some jerky here pretty soon. Boer said he volunteered to help me. I just need to whip out the slicer and slice up some meat. And we're going to do something like that. We're going to do some out of the gun and see how they work. He'll, Ooh, he was yeah. going to smoke some up for me. I like it. Yeah. So. I'm pretty pumped about that. That'd be a good tree stand snack. Like you said, at least then you're you're actually gaining like protein. Yeah, and, keep you a little you know, bit more full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the nutty buddies. Freaking peanut M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms are 
pretty goaded, but the rapper's too loud. Man. Yeah, you got to put them in a Ziploc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're not the they're not the same. They're not. Are they? You know, they're still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It's like drinking Mountain Dew out of a bottle or out of a can. We you should know? do that. We should call a bunch of people and ask them what their favorite tree stands. Yeah. Get the consensus. We'll do like a March Madness bracket of oh, tree stand snacks. Yeah. I feel, has anyone ever done that yet? I feel like somebody's done something similar, but not yeah, with tree stand maybe snacks. What's the one? Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. Trevor? The outdoor Drive or something? Oh, Trevor Berwick. They may have done something like that. Yeah, I think they did something like that on Facebook. Well, maybe I'm not as original could've as been, I thought I was. Could have been him. Could have been OKS Hunter. One of them. He's always on there doing something cool. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to look into it. Either way, we can still do it. It's not like it, we just still can. It's been done doesn't mean we can't do it too. Either way, though, keep rolling with it. You, you, I, I stopped you when you were talking about it. You rolled into the season with a nice little double. Oh yeah, no, there's not much. I mean, I it was hot. It was that first week. It was hot, and I just said, you know what? There's a property that we have that there's a creek there's a tree that i've hunted before where usually drops ton of acorns yep it's right by the water it's down in a little creek bottom so it's cool and i was dude when i was down there i was like i almost put a jacket on dang yeah like it was kind of chilly because i was set up right almost right on literally right on the creek yeah and i'm like it's kind of chilly like it's nice and uh sure enough this little one come bolting out of the woods out of know i was watching I was watching Marco Polos and I saw a deer behind me and then I was I put my phone away and then I'm sitting there and this deer come running out of the woods in front of me and I drew back on her three times all at like 35 40 shards and I could not get my pin to settle in and I'm like dude what is wrong with me like I can't I cannot keep this pin on this deer's vitals to save my <laughs> life and I didn't feel comfortable so I let down and uh first like deer of the year first deer of the year and first yeah. two I mean technically I missed one in 2B but still I wasn't I don't count it it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't but, count. You know, first deer, the first two times I drew back, she just like went through the opening. I let down. Uh, third time she was in the open, 35, and I could not get my middle pin to like really, really settle. And I'm like, I'm not going to just fling an arrow at this distance, this deer. It's too hot for that. Yeah. So she fed off and I was kind of kicking myself, like beating myself up about it. And then something spooked her and she come pounding right to me and she fed through into this little opening at 25 quarter and away. And I, freaking absolutely blew one into her like just perfect back like back probably the last rib into the opposite shoulder like just buried it into her yeah she went barreling off i'm like yeah that's freaking awesome like that deer's pretty much i'm confident that deer's dead um and she was she made 50 yards and crashed right into a little swamp and then i'm sitting there like real pumped up and i'm it's getting late and i was not paying attention behind me because my wind was blowing straight behind me all night and I look back over my shoulder, and there's a deer at 25 yards walking right downwind right at me, this little doe. And I'm, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. So I hurried up, like, grabbed my bow real slow. I got I got a thermocell running. Yeah. You know, I got all – I couldn't believe it. It's hot. Like, I sweat pretty good caboodle. climbing. But I'm like, okay, maybe the creek's pulling some of that thermals. I mean, I was dropping milkweed. It was going right where she was. Yeah, so right. I'm pretty sure she should have smelled me. But uh, she didn't, and she – kind of got funny at the end she started going to her right and then she like stopped i think that's when she hit my wind and when she went to go back to the left i was already at full draw on her and i zipped one right through her perfect yeah she crashed and burned through the most just ridiculous shit you would ever (laughs) track a deer through dude we were crawling i am not kidding when i tell you we were crawling hands and knees to get through some of these things and i couldn't find her at first because she barrel rolled through 
this but like there was a trail to the right trail to the left she went through the middle through a bush <laughs> and then died right on the other side of it but the stuff was so thick in the dark i couldn't find her forever line, man she was right there yeah so i grabbed both of them got them out of the woods but beautiful they are fully yeah, processed i wonder that sometimes <laughs> with uh because there's some houses in the area i i wonder sometimes if deer that live in more i wouldn't say residential but more around houses or camps mm-hmm. whether they're almost used to human scent a little bit more and don't really uh react the same way with it because like if we go up to our camp and we go two miles back you walk through there one time and you're not scented down like descended and everything and you walk through one time check a camera do whatever you you'll never see another deer again you know yeah I've, we've done that with cameras i've had but that plenty of times on areas camera. that I've, I've noticed up camp where there's like camps closed or like areas like where you were hunting, there's houses kind of close to there. Maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic, but there are houses pretty close to that area. I wonder if uh, they almost get that scent and they don't really think too much about it. Yeah, if the wind blows the other direction, those deer are smelling people. It's I'm not the first human that deer has ever smelled, for right. sure. Yeah, I mean, it was That's an immature deer. Head, but... I, I'm just wondering how they, they react to it. Yeah. I definitely areas like that are closer to houses. I would definitely think there is something to it to where you have a little more leeway. Yeah, Yeah. a little more leeway. Um, Maybe not with like a big mature buck, but even then, I mean, I've had them smell me on public in Ohio. That's very heavily hunted near houses, and they smell me. And he just honestly, he just backed up. He went another thirty yards, and he went past the same trail. He crossed the same path. Yeah, he was just just out of reach. But he was still downwind. Yep. He just, he's like, okay, I smell somebody. Let me just stay in the thick stuff for a little bit longer and then I'm going to come out. So, you know, I agree. Like in, on my camera, there was a real big buck one time up the camp, but I was way back in. Put the camera up. First night, I had this huge buck and he's looking right at the camera. And my camera's up off the ground, but you can see like he's looking at the camera, he's sniffing the ground. I never saw him again. Never had another picture of him again on that camera. So it's hard to say, man. Definitely um, is. You think about it like sometimes dad would go back he'd go back and check cameras and then all of a sudden like he has no pictures or I, i've done the same stuff before mm-hmm. but he used to like bring our nieces and nephew bring and, the dog yeah bring the dog and like the whole freaking get up I, I don't think you can get away with that anywhere because even i was just talking to mccoy no, at the house no. the other night when he was he came over and um he, yeah he told me the same yeah, stuff. He, he brought yeah. his his wife his son his dogs like he brought them all down and put up a stand and then hunted it and he had deer every night he hunted it and didn't see anything i, was I like, told him that i said you just not want to see deer yeah i, said, I don't care i just want to get yeah out he's done that before though too whatever. so he knows he knew what he was doing he just yeah you know he if he had not brought the whole family he probably wouldn't have got the ladder stand up to be honest <laughs> you know it's one of those situations but at least it's up now he can come, let it sit and come back to it but you know it there's definitely something to it. Um, you know, there's cases both ways. I'm sure people have had experiences both ways, whether it's, you know, for the good or for the worse. And my biggest pet peeve with this whole thing is that people all the time, I had that deer dead downwind and it came right in. Okay, are you really checking your wind? What are you using to check your wind? Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I'm not like, I'm not going to be a weirdo about it and say like you have to use milkweed. You don't. But if you're just using like a puffer or something that shows you what the wind's doing for a foot, d- did you really know that deer was dead downwind? Like the other night where I knew my milkweed was dropping right on that deer's nose, that deer should have busted me sooner. Yeah. You know, it should have. 
who knows why it didn't, but, um, I think everything kind of has its own purpose. Like I carry both milkweed and the puffer with me. So do I. So my milkweed is for usually like the daytime, honestly. So I can see where my thermals are going and everything like that. I keep the puffer specifically for a morning hunt. When I get in the tree, you can't see where your milkweed's going. I have my little headlamp on, maybe throw on the green or the red and give it a couple puffs and kind of get like a good general direction where the wind's going. That's what I use. I've been using the puffer walking in. Yeah, it's that's perfect good. for walking in yep. quick. I, I have it right on the side of my paddles and my saddle, pack. <laughs> my saddle pack, like right on the little pouch. I have it right there in that little pocket. Yeah. I pull it out. If I'm walking in, I just want to check it real quick. Puff, puff, puff. You know, I'm at the base of my tree. I pull it out real quick. Give it a couple puffs just to know, like confirm. I've already checked the wind on every app possible. I just want to confirm when I'm actually in here what it's doing. Yeah, you I know? Would agree. And then when I get up in the tree, that's when I drop my milkweed. Like you said, for yeah. evening hunts and whatnot. But I just, I, it bothers me because I know like the people that think they're invincible because they do, they wear scent lock or whatever. Um, everybody knows someone like that, right? Oh, I've had so many stories of deer dead downwind from me, but you didn't really check the wind. Like, you know what I mean? You felt the wind blow in your face. So behind you is dead downwind to you. Yeah. Right. What if the wind shifted? Yeah. Before the deer came right, in. Right. What if the thermals were raising your your actual scent up when the deer came in? You know, what if it was drawing it down the hill? It, that's what just bothers me. People that don't really know much about the wind, don't pay attention enough to the wind. They just think they're invincible because of whatever they're doing. It's all subjective. Man. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I just. My favorite thing is when you use the puffer and it just explodes all over your body. <laughs> <laughs> you just get white powder all over you. Are you trying to oh, puff and that. nothing's coming I out? I did that the other night. I was like, because I did it a few times and then I got up there and then my wind started like shifting in the other direction. So I just kept like sporadically doing it, thinking like, what the hell's going on? This can't be right. And all of a sudden it just went just everywhere. <laughs> just explosion. <laughs> I've had that happen plenty. Are you supposed to shake those things? Does that help at all? I, I'll shake it. Like when it's they're like break the powder up when or it's what? not coming out yeah. and then you shake it and you give it's it one like real one. good yeah. puff and it all comes out and all lands on your glove. Yeah. If you got little speckles all over <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm like, this do they the smell that? <laughs> you know? Uh, you know what we forgot to do because I'm covering up my phone. We forgot to mention, since we're talking about kills and, and whatnot, we forgot to mention we were way behind on a bunch of kills. bunch of people. I don't even think we have a complete list here, but we, we got a, we got a list. But we have a hefty list. Yeah, man. Yeah, and man. I am here to say a lot of these came from the last couple days. Yeah, I would I would say so. It's been really good. <laughs> Run <laughs> it, kid. Week. All right. So... Literally the most recent two that I just got text tonight before we jumped on here and record is our good buddy, Dalton Copy. We call him as well. Uh, G Hoff just sent me his picture. He killed a real nice deer. I'm, I'm assuming it's in Ohio. Uh, they live over there in Ohio. So I'm assuming it's a really nice eight or nine point in Ohio. And then our boy that was just at his house last night, Mr. Jens Jorgensen, his son shot their target buck tonight is awesome. And it was like a 38 yard shot or something with the bow. So good on him, dude. Yeah. Good for him. Um, just an absolute stuff. Yeah. 38 yard shot went 50 yards, piled up double long. Great, great shot. He came in from 150 yards away in a bean field. How about that? Beautiful. Bumping does. <laughs> Bumping 
does. I heard. I heard on Tuesday they were bumping. I, I, I heard of a buck running into a group of does and breaking them up. I am just now reading this. He actually grunted him in. Beautiful. Grunted him in. Good so him, dude. it's freaking October 19th. Dude, this it's is frisky. crazy. It's all this cool weather, man. Yeah. So another one recently, Mr. Rahar. Yeah. Mr. Adam Rahar. I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, yeah. Our buddy Adam, he shot a really nice buck last night. Recovered it this morning. Yeah, he wasn't sure about his shot. He made a great shot. That deer was dead, dead, dead. Dude, that deer was dead, dead. 60 yards. Yeah. Combat veteran. Quartering away. Double lung. D.E.D. Through everything. Lung, liver. I mean, that was perfect, man. Came out right behind the shoulder. Ran like, what? 60 yards or something like that. 60 and piled yeah, up. Piled up. But I, and I kind of, I did tell him last night, I said, dude, if it's quiet enough, because there was like a big bluff to get to the edge of that and just look down. If he's dead, he's going to be laying or anything. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, all right, fine. Because <laughs> he did, I mean, the entrance was like back, very last rib, but the exit was like way up. Money. Perfect. Yeah, it was money. All right. Yeah, like, I mean, we did the same thing with my 2017 buck. I was seeing right. like corn in the blood. Yeah, I mean, you always want to do the right thing, especially with like a, a buck like that. If you can, you know, mm-hmm. the weather's right. It only makes Nothing sense. Wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. And our buddy, Nick Chandler, this animal of a human being down in Florida, has killed three bucks so far this year. <laughs> Dude. But the crazy part is him and I, oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud, huh? Him and I killed on the, almost the exact same time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's which absolutely is pretty cool. awesome. One of his bucks and one of my deer, almost the exact minute shot. That's unreal. A, a white-tailed animal. On so, a white-tailed animal. Pretty cool. We were, we're blood, blood brothers. And then I got a list of does here. I'm going to go down real quick because I'm just going to crush through them. So Joe Seaburn, he shot a doe the other night. Nice Good one. on him. Alex Plew shot a doe the other night. Found her down in Kansas. Uh, our buddy Bruce over in Missouri shot a doe. Um, pretty much my whole family other than Joe shot a doe. Uh, Russ, John, my dad, they've all <laughs> shot does. Hey. Sorry. I, I watched some does go past and did the smart move. Yeah, we, we have some methods to our madness on that one. Uh, Mikey Fennel's been piling up some slick heads. Uh, Joe Marcello, our buddy, got an antelope out west. He got an antelope. And a turkey. And a turkey. Go figure. Yeah, and his brother. Um, His brother shot a stud down in 2B, too, early season. Yeah, stud, stud. Heavy, heavy buck, dude. Stupid nice deer. uh, We got them guys. We're scheduling them to come in, actually, for a podcast, the two of them, so... That'll be coming soon as well. That'll be a good one. Um, and then uh, our buddy Josh Grimes shot a doe the other night. Nice. Uh, same night as I killed as well. And then uh, Brian Savelli, Mr. Sibs himself, shot his first ever archery deer. He shot a doe down on opening day in 2B, though. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So that's the list so far. And we are very sorry if we miss some people. I know some other people have killed. It's just, it's really hard on the spot to try to come up with a bunch of names, but we'll keep up with it every we'll get week caught now. Up. Now yeah. that season's really roaring on. Yeah. Now you let out a little a little cat out of the bag, but I'm gonna skip right past it. Uh, you know, and we're gonna jump into Joe's season and yeah. hear what, what's going on with him and then we'll come back to yours. Yeah, Joe, don't elongate it forever. I just told everyone you didn't kill anything. So let us let them let them know what your season's been like, buddy. Um <laughs> uh, I first day I started off my morning hunt and I was in an area where I shot Mr. Big in 2019 and rifle. And uh, I don't know. I'm, it's it's weird. Like first day there, it's 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 real hit or miss. It's more of like a late season. Like once a deer kind of get pushed back there, you know. But you know, I I hunt it whatever. And uh, it was probably around nine or so. 
I hear some monster coming through the woods. I'm like, man, that has to be a beast of a buck. So I turn around, and I just see this big blob coming at me. I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I'm getting that kind of jittery. And I'm like, wait a second. That's black. <laughs> I'm like, Wrong color. That's a bear. No way. So I'm like, you know, that's a lot. Of, that's some things that, like people forget to mention when they talk about hunting. Just like the wildness, you know, mm-hmm. just the wildness. Like it, that, that's a great part of hunting. Just being out there and seeing everything just naturally just go about, you know. Yeah. You mean like the and, four uh, bears I saw on opening day? Four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any evidence <laughs> of that. Joe, it was Actually, funny. Video mine. So he came down <laughs> crashing crashing through the woods like i always heard him being silent and there's a lot of like, small branches all through there but uh just crashing through no no cares in the world and came past 10 yards super cool actually first time i've seen one in the wild uh, outside of driving so pretty cool and then i didn't um, know that i thought you've seen others no i i didn't see one until like maybe last year i think i was driving up there for the canoe oh. trip and i was i was right outside of our road and i saw a mom and two cubs running across the road but yeah, it's just two two occurrences. And that's the first time hunting in the in the actual woods. I saw one, so that was cool. And uh, that evening, I went to another spot that I saw a bunch of deer late season last year. So I I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I thought it I thought it'd be deer galore back there, but I saw like a a fork pretty far away, probably eighty yards. And then that was kind of early, and then nothing after that. And well, it should be said too that we were prepping you know in the last episode before the you had a game plan going into it and you kind of had to alter that game plan a little bit as well so you were yeah. uh, you know you hunting you kind of were flying by the seat of your pants in the afternoon trying to figure something up and you know um actually our buddy sam stickle missed a really good one up there for oh, opening yeah. evening you know <laughs> hit some branches deflected tough that's tough man yeah you know? so going into it we were uh we had a lot of bucks like a couple of our shooters were daylighting and uh it was actually surprising compared to like other years. Like last year, we didn't have any shooters daylighting other than the one trolls ended up shooting. And so it was almost like a matter of time till something happened. But uh, I had one daylight. I went in the next day. And as soon as I left the woods, like probably 40 minutes after I left the woods, he, he appeared and then kept appearing. <laughs> Just kept walking back and forth past my camera. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so kind of playing playing a cat and mouse game with these deer and uh i'm not able to get out a whole lot I, i've been going out like twice a week but uh we actually had one of our uh shooters from last year and the only reason he was a shooter last year just because goofiness you know but he ended up reappearing on charles's camera oh teardrop so teardrop yeah uh last year he was a seven i think correct well if you count the teardrop, eight. he was an eight. Yeah. Technically. Eight. Uh mainframe seven, but super tall G twos, like big wide sweeping main beams that almost touched each other last year. Now last year's G three was only maybe an eight. Yeah, G three that was maybe an eight. So like yeah. he was yeah. barely legal last year. Yeah. Yeah. But he barely. has a tine that comes out uh right at the base of his uh antlers. He has a tine that comes out and like drops down past his eye like a big eye guard probably about eight to ten inches uh so last year i was like i i'd love to kill him just he got this real long g2s i guess frames there but it's that gene again it's that gene yeah he's a big bully buck too like he's not a young deer big oh yeah so 
he reappeared. So I started looking at the maps and everything, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if he was here at this time, he could have been betting here. Why haven't we got him on camera? Maybe he's coming out the other way. So I, I tried to get on the other end of the betting, which I thought he was at. And uh, I ended up, I got into like an area where it's was, it was kind of like, I was, I, was, I was low on time, so I had to find a treat quick. But I kind of got back in this area, and I kind of put myself in a position where I kind of handcuffed myself to this spot. And then I'm like, could deer come through here? Yes. Is it a good, like, safe? Uh, you got to think, I was pretty much going off of, like, premium betting and then, like, a safety route out or, like, a safe route for them to travel, you know. So I'm thinking this is a very safe route for them to travel. It's super thick, and they're a pop open to me. Uh, got premium bedding right there. Uh, I don't know. So three doe end up popping out at like 25 yards and they cruise past pretty quick and never even picked up my bow. I was just like, you know what? I kind of told myself like, if I shoot one of these deer, they're going to turn around and run right back into that bedding. I know mm-hmm. it for a fact, like blow it all up. It's pretty much what they do, you know? So they're going to go in there and then I'm going to have to go in there and then the whole area is going to be screwed up and then we'll never have that deer daylight if he's in there, you know? Yeah. So pass that up. And then uh, the other night, just kind of trying to ch- chase the, the camera sign, really, you know, if I got something going on. I'll, I'll jump. I'll try jumping in there next day. So we'll get yeah. to that later, but yeah, we haven't thought it so far. haven't had a ton of like live Intel in there for you. Cause like you said, you're not hunting nearly as much as you usually would. And it's kind of like letting our cameras do our scouting for us a little bit, even though, yeah. You know, and I, I've had this nine point man. He's he's so borderline, but I've had him in the last week, like religiously, go past my stand at daylight. Junior, like his name's Junior. Every call him by his name. <laughs> yeah, every day it's either morning, night, 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 morning and night. Skip a day, yeah. night, 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 night. We don't know uh, it's which all daylight. We don't know which junior he actually is because he looks like the junior of a couple different bucks. <laughs> but he's well, just junior, I think. I we like... had him since Velvet, and when he mm-hmm. started popping up in Velvet early, I told Charles, I said, "Look at that frame, man! Like he, if he grows, he's gonna be like that 160s junior. Like he just got that symmetrical, nice frame." He had a split and he started brow. Coming up with the one split brow, I'm yeah. like, dude, he could be magical. And then all of a sudden, he just stopped growing, and he got he stopped growing, and then we saw, you know, hard horns, and it was just okay. Well, I don't think he's a shooter, dude. Like honestly, no. in another year, he'd be something very special. Yeah, I keep going back and forth on this deer because he's a caliber animal that 98% of Pennsylvania hunters would love to have. Don't get me wrong, he is a great buck, but he looks young. Yeah. He's got the genetics and he does have very, very similar characteristics to the one C two that or whatever it was that Joe shot. Yeah. Splits. Like he and I keep we keep going back and forth. I'm like, dude, you could shoot that buck and he would be a respectable buck. Everyone's gonna tell you it's a great freaking deer, and he is. But if we yeah. give him one more year, and it's risky because that's risky. You don't know if he's gonna make it another year. He's a liability on how he's acting. Yeah, he's daylighting every freaking day. Like, the dude almost wants to be, you know, getting himself in trouble. And it's like, if he stays here and he's comfortable and he's, you know, secure in that one little tiny pocket and he doesn't, you know, rummage all over the place in the rut, there's a chance, you know, but... Next year, what if, you know, there's no apples on a tree or there's no corn in the field or, you know, what if this happened? What if that happened? It could change his whole pattern and we could be back to square one. 
he, we could think he disappeared and really he's just on the other end of the property and we don't know anything about him, you know? So that's true. It's a risky play and I wouldn't blame Joe if he killed him. I wouldn't, you know, be against it if he left him, let him walk. But the only way I'd kill him is if I went in there with a ghillie and a recurve and I got my first recurve kill on him because the way that's set up is like you got a thick edge. You could easily dip into that thick edge with a ghillie and, and have him right there pretty much any evening you pick. <laughs> like he just, it's, he's almost making it too easy to the point. And I don't even want to hunt that stand because it's just, those apples are so crazy right now. There's doe after doe after small buck after him. And it's mm-hmm. so crazy in there right now that I know I'm just going to like blow it out. I'm going to have too much deer on top of me. Yeah. So I'm going to end up blowing it out. There's that buck and then there's old apple neck there. Dude, we have this seven dude, point. <laughs> he's, oh my God. He's a monster deer. It looks like he's got 50 apples stuck in his neck. Like that's how he's daylight right along with him. I've sent you some pictures. We don't have a name for this deer. He is. He's the big seven this year. He was the big six last year. He was the big six last year. This dude. The best way I can describe that. Look at that. He looks like a bear on peg legs. Like, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the picture of that buck that's sitting there with a couple does eating the corn? (laughs) That real big, just like enormous, and it's like it's like that means like (laughs) damn. Boy, yes. that's what that deer looks like, man. Dude, he's honestly, just, yes, he's massive body, he's huge. He turns his neck, and you can see neck wrinkles. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he turns his head away from you, you can see his neck from the other angle. He I want to see him when he starts running, dude. He's oh gonna my look God. like an like a he's moose. gonna be all neck. <laughs> Ma, uh, there's a moose. <laughs> he looks more like a rhinoceros than he does a deer. Like that's yeah. a, you know, like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so he's been daylighting too, but. He's another one. It's like he's such a big deer. You know, he's like mature, but mm-hmm. that gene's just holding him back again. He's just that old. gene that that gene that just yeah. freaking. He's just a big fork, and Basically. he got little G threes, little crab claws, and like how much bigger is that deer gonna genetically get? I don't you know. You can't even judge his antlers based off his body. You have to wait till he's with another deer in the same frame, and then judge his antlers because it's Dude, he's so he big. Does nothing, he's dwarfing he those antlers. But, yeah, he does nothing but fight deer. And on my camera and eat apples like he's, just, he's literally just like we should name him fight club like jesus yeah, christ that's all he does you should he call him like jimmy too man I, no see that's what i thought was the other nah. buck kind of looked like jimmy because he liked the apples he likes the apples but you know we can't really go to the jimmy route because that's sore next, subject. next jimmy will actually be called jeffy yeah, Jeffy. Yeah, yeah. Since I kind of messed that up. You, but it you definitely out. messed it up, yes. <laughs> Jeffy. Jeffy likes apples. Jeffy likes apples. <laughs> he could be yeah, Jeffy. It, Big six. It's, it's been tough in that aspect, but honestly, like it's a it's a pretty good year so far with having like a few of our having those two bucks daylighting and, and then having two of the other shooters daylighting it's kind of like maybe there's like zero pressure other me and charles down there like our other brother hunting down there yeah i'd love for that to be the case it really shows that like there's not much like they're almost acting like it's preseason still yeah Yeah, that's pretty cool you know so what about you austin what about your season man what can you tell us i haven't had like a super duper eventful season so far Mm -hmm. um first day I, i met my goal i went out with my buddies and we hit some public and uh, they went off to another area, and I went off, and I immediately ran into duchies. Nice. Pile of them. That was your goal? Absolutely. pile duchies. of them. No. <laughs> I went in, and I scouted my way in, and I started hitting all this food, dude. Like, almost too much food. Yeah. 
um, the tree that I ended up hanging in, there were four apple trees and a beech nut and they, it was like deafening all night. Just the apples falling and the bone. Hmm. It was just, it was crazy. Um, had a doe come in, I would have had to thread the needle. It was just so thick. And I was, I was way back. I was like, I'm not, I'm not shooting a doe back here. Um, but that was that night. And my one buddy, he had a really good encounter. He shoots a recurve. He had a really good encounter with a nice buck. Just again, would have had to thread the needle. Mm. He'd had a compound. He probably could have killed him. Yeah, that's tough. It was tough. But um, after that, I got out another time um, not that long ago. Good sit. Good good night. Um, squirrels were everywhere. The acorns were dropping. Found some sign. Kind of used it as like an observation sit. I wanted to get a little bit more intel because I haven't hunted the property in a couple of years. And uh, a lot of trees have fallen back there. So it yeah. really shifted the deer's movement. And I wanted to get an eyeball on them. And man, it was like probably 35 minutes before dark. Like right when you want to start seeing deer. And dude... A freaking tree came down. Nah, man, it was the loudest thing in the world. Scared the crap out of me, <laughs> but also scared every other deer in the county. Yeah, and I didn't see deer that night until I was walking out. That sucks. So the thing about this property, there's been a pile of does showing up lately, um, and actually a really nice ten point. Nice. Well, I came out and I was talking to my cousin. He met me out there and he showed me a picture and that ten point literally last week busted off his entire right side right at almost at the base so i remember this his story. whole main beam dude. yeah you told so he's the now story a big five point <laughs> on the polo yeah have you gone back to see if that branchler was an antler or not? no i haven't why i know i need to why that's funny that you brought that up i forgot jeez i completely Louise. forgot i was up in the tree and i was talking to them on marco polo and i could see like way down there i threw my binos up on it a couple times i was like man that really looks like a shed down there. It's a big side if it's a shed. And I was looking at my binos. And I was like, ah, I think it's a shed, but it could be a stick. It's probably a stick. And then when I came out and I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, that 10 point bust off his main, right on his main beam. I was so like, his, his left or right now. side's like laying down there right now. I, I think it's his right the, side. Getting eaten by those 50 squirrels you saw. Yeah. And you're just letting this happen. I forgot. That reminds me. I need to go look at you, that. If you don't go, I'm going. Well, I, I, I was literally up in the tree. I was like, as soon as I crawl down, I'm going to run over there and look. And I, I didn't. I just totally forgot. Drop me a pin. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go look. That, oh, thanks for you the reminder. You have to. You absolutely I have, to. have to. You're now. right. You're right. And then... Uh, this past weekend, the weather was good. It was We had a big front coming in. Mm-hmm. Lots of rain. I didn't really want to hunt. Um, so I went out, and I, like, freaking speed scouted, man. I was on a mission. I threw three cameras in my bag, and I was like, I'm going to hang three cameras. I only ended up hanging two of them because I got to the third spot, and there were people driving by, driving by, driving by. And I didn't want anybody seeing me going into that spot. So I was like, okay. I'll go back when I hunt it. I'll hang one. But, <coughs> oh, my God. Um, but I went, and I found two really good spots. And I've been getting a lot of pictures of deer, which is good. And I'm going to go back in and hunt. I might bump some does and stuff. So Nice. It'll be good. I'm going to go in maybe tomorrow night. You get some hot intel that you're going to be moving in on? There's one buck that has my interest. Okay. Cool. So he uh, originally, when I saw him, it was like 3 in the morning. But then this morning, he showed up right about 7 o'clock. In the- nice. So it might have to be a morning hunt, which I'm not super excited about going in there in the morning because <laughs> yeah. it's it's back there, dude. Uh, it is back there. Like, I'd rather have an evening sit, but I think I could be back there. Just sit in the evening. You never know. That's true, too. You could be right behind your camera. It's a good spot. Yeah. That's cool, man. Exciting. It is exciting. You guys need to start drawing some blood for, like I was talking to Graybeard, you guys are going to start morphing into something we don't want to see. What's that? Some, yeah, I don't know, I mean, some kind oh. of bloodthirsty animal. I might, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I honestly, like, 
I never really passed up on a doe before. <laughs> they had a tag for obviously. But uh, I feel like I haven't hunted a spot this year other than like off camp that I would have shot a doe. I feel like every single spot I went to is pretty much. That's the thing though. Like these bucks just been, they've been daylighting. So it's like, like I told you the, the one day I said, it's too hot to go into doe country right now. Like I like, thought you meant like hot, temperature wise when you sent me no, that. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's like literally what I thought. I'm like, like, what's he talking <laughs> about? It's 55 degrees out. It's not even hot. <laughs> I'm saying hot meaning like with the, the bucks going the around. Intel, and yeah. The bucks daylight and everything. It's yeah. just, it's honestly too hot to be even worrying about it right now. It's just kind of weird being early season, mm-hmm. but when it's hot, it's hot, you know? I would agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. That really does lead perfectly into kind of the begin, not the beginning, but the beginning of the story of what happened. Let me set the scene here. Okay. Because it was, it was earlier on this week. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. And I woke up in the morning and I came out to my truck and it was cold. It just felt, it smelled like fall. And I was at work and I started looking at some stuff and I started getting some pictures on my camera. I was like, ooh, peaking the interest. Mm -hmm. That was actually the night that I got that buck on camera at first. And I was looking and we had a little bit of something coming in that very next day. It's like, okay. And I was looking a little bit more and the barometric pressure was rising. It was like 30.1. I was like, ooh, this is nice. Came out of work at lunch break and it was like 52 degrees and nice steady wind. Yeah. A little bit of cloud cover. I was like, man, it's going to be a good night. I started texting people and talking to guys at work. I was like, tonight is... Some people, like the moon people were talking about, it was a good new moon. It was a new moon, yeah. They were were talking good. It was hunt the evenings. Um, It's a good new moon. I was like, I don't know. I don't don't disagree with the moon thing. I I don't follow it. I don't either. Um, But, you know, like talking with Mikey Miller tonight, he was saying the same thing. You know, I, I think the moon phase with the right weather is when it works you know yes, i see advantage. i'm more relying on the weather the moon. yeah but there was something because dude a pow deer in grew in bunches were everyone dropping. that i talked to had crazy nights yeah like it was a it was a very well, very even good night. the the week before that charles was it saturday and sunday we had uh we had crooked time show up in mm. the evening was it yeah, so it Saturday, like it was the previous week. It was, yeah, uh, yeah the previous the week. Yeah. It was the 7th. We were, me and Joe were up in New York at a wedding for a buddy of ours, and uh, we were both in the wedding, and Crooked Tine showed up for the first time in daylight at 625, walked Ooh. right past my camera. <laughs> it wasn't his first time, but I, it might have been his During first season. Time. Season, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. during season. Like, he was in, obviously in daylight before the season, but during the season, this is the first and, time he showed up in daylight in front of my camera. He Joe may have had him a couple times. We're not sure. Brucey showed up on daylight that one time. That's who I went after. Yeah, so Saturday night, the first. It was that front moving in. It was that first cold front after yeah. that hot week. Um, it rained off and on. And at 625, he'd come up the hill, walk right past my camera. And the very next night was obviously Sunday can't hunt sunday right he's there at 723 so like just on the cusp on the the cusp yeah in that area so i went in monday night like you know what i'm going in uh monday night i have to be there i hunted it and i saw some little bucks and i did not see him he did not show up and i kind of timed it when i hung my bow up that night it was seven yeah so i was like i don't know if i could have made that shot or not but i was hunting i moved so that night I was in the tree, horrible, horrible sit. I had those freaking spotted lantern flies. Yeah, that's right. All over my tree. 
Dude, I did not know that those things actually spit out like a nectar. They literally, like a fountain. I was, I had my hood up all night. It was raining on me. Ew. That, yeah. Yeah, I was getting a, a golden shower <laughs> from <laughs> a bunch of freaking spotted lantern flies all night. And it's Spit like it, her front butt. Yeah, it just, like I looked up and it hit me in the eye. It was all over my face. I got a, a you know a full frontal uh, from a bunch of spotted lantern flies. Yeah, money shot from <laughs> fucking spotted lantern flies. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, but I'm like, what is that? I thought it was raining. Everything's wet around me, so I'm googling it. I'm like, what in the world is going on right now? Like, is this acid? Is it poison? Am I going to die? What's I'm, on my face? <laughs> yeah, like I'm flicking the shit out of these things as hard as I can. I think I'm killing them. And then I finally watched one because when part of their defense is they open their wings all the way up and they got all this red exposed. So when I'm flicking them, they're like they're opening up and I'm thinking I'm killing them. Well, they land and all of a sudden they close their wings and they come back to life and they're not killing them. Like, I think I'm, I'm flicking them as hard as I can in the head. Now, they're ninjas, dude. You go to hit them, they, they just bail. Like, they, they freaking kamikaze jump off the tree and then they fly away. And I'm like, you can't, you have to sneak up on them and I flick them real quick. I have nothing. I'm not going to smash them all over. What am I going to do? Like my hand? You know what I mean? I'm supposed to kill them, but there's a hundred of them. <laughs> they're already spraying you in the face. And they're spraying so me because they're, they're at the top of the tree. I'm not climbing up to the top of the tree. I'm thinking this tree's going to fall over now because they've compromised it. And I'm all worried. I'm looking it up. And the trees can survive from them, but they do weaken them. And they can kill trees, vines. I'm in a walnut, and they're, that's one of the trees that they attack. So I'm fighting them all night. I don't see the buck. And uh, I got ants all over because of this nectar stuff. There's bees. There's ants. It's just miserable, right? It's all over everything. It's on my binoculars. It's Sounds on me. Awesome. Yeah, like a horrible, horrible sit. Didn't see the buck. That next morning, Monday morning... No, Tuesday morning. Monday, Monday, Monday morning. Monday morning, Brucey shows up on camera at 7 a.m. Yes. Daylight. Brucey's a uh, big Brucey is newly named. He is uh, Brucey Browse. He is a huge, mature, <laughs> heavy eight point that almost started to grow a nine point off his left beam and maybe a split 10 off his G2, but they're both not points. They're just like, you could tell they, they wanted to be. He's a brute. He is a brood. He shows up that morning in daylight, Monday morning, and I'm like, I'm going in there. So Monday night, I hunt nothing, little bucks. Tuesday night, I'm going back in. I'm not going to. Tuesday morning, Brucey's there again, 7.20, <laughs> all daylight, right in front of my camera. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's Tuesday. I'm working. I can't hunt in the morning. I hunt Tuesday night. Great hunt. I saw three bucks. I saw doe, all small deer, nothing I'm interested in. They all walked right past. This time, I moved over to a new tree. It's a maple. It's gorgeous. It has a little tree grown beside it. And I'm not that high off the ground. I'm only three moves on my one stick. And I'm about, because I'm down the hill climbing up, I'm only like five feet above the deer on the trail. And I'm at like 17 yards to the trail. This spot's money. None of the deer knew I was there. None of them saw me. Wind's always a west wind. So it's blowing down over the hill. I'm like, this is freaking great. Access is great, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a break. I'm coming back tomorrow. I left all my stuff Tuesday night. I'm coming back in the morning. I'm going to hunt for Brucey tomorrow morning. Wednesday morning, I hunt nothing. I can only hunt like an hour. Do we have the days messed up? No. Okay. No, nope. Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I went in. It's the week prior. Oh, yeah. this is the week prior. This is the week okay, prior. I was like, mm. Yep. This yeah. is a. Okay. Yeah. This I know is the, what would that be? The 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I hunted Wednesday morning. 
and I could only hunt so long because I had an 8 o'clock meeting I had to be on. So I had to get down, e-bike out. God, my truck is 758. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't see him. I bumped a small buck. It was coming up the hill. Whatever. Not a big deal. So I left it alone. I didn't hunt there again. We the we had a ton of small bucks on camera there on that spot. But basically for like a full week, Crooked Time, which was the 10 point we were after since August, he was our number one, basically. Him and we thought Junior was going to be our number one. And then he kind of... He he didn't just did he kind of peaked and you know this crooked time buck just kept showing up and he was like you know this he deer's gorgeous yeah <laughs> he's still wearing his Letterman <laughs> jacket over there underneath the apple tree yeah. you know next to Big Seven um, but you know crooked time was like me and Joe were talking like him or Brucey Brown like that's our one other than teardrop teardrop's always going to be number one but teardrop has not shown us a daylight picture in two years <laughs> you know outside of no Maine, he the did rut. he did. Dude, he did last year after I shot my buck and rifle. He showed up on daylight. Oh, that's two right. Days in a row. He did on camera. Mm-hmm. The glass light. I'm like, dude, you yeah. would. Teardrops <laughs> a beast this year. Teardrops it's, so much bigger. Dude, it's it's pronounced. He still has that teardrop, but his frame. He's yeah. got bigger beams. Yeah, bigger three. He's got a G three now. Bigger twos. Yeah. He's freaking a stud. Yeah. He's a toad. Holy shit. Um. So. You know, he's the one, but, like, he's not something we can hunt right now. In our minds, he's not a buck that's going to daylight. I did actually go after him later in this whole saga. Um, I went after him as well because our other cameras dried up. Like, no Brucey, no Crooked Time. They both just dis- They both showed up two days in a row at different times, same camera, and they disappeared. We had them nowhere. Now, mind you, Joe's putting freaking Pakistan batteries in his camera or something, they're dying Dude. left and right. He's got cameras with dead batteries, so we have no idea what's going on. With, I got one with Jeez. dead batteries that Brucey actually daylighted on that I hunted earlier, like first week or something. And then, so that one's dead. And then the other one has 10% batteries, barely dwindling. And the one that you hung like 18 feet in the fucking tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw crazy. like two deer so far walk past this ticket thing and never took a picture it's like what am i paying you for do your job yeah so it's, I, yeah so it was tough like we we were just like kind of throwing darts at a dartboard now because we had deers like they were good they were on you know in daylight and then we missed our window and it was like even though the weather was great you know highs in the 50s lows in the 40s it, like the weather couldn't ask for better weather it just like i don't know if it just dulled out or what but we weren't we weren't seeing the deer, so I hunted the other side of the property where we had crooked time. I actually went in on foot. You were um, on the other side of the thicket. I hunted for him. Yeah, so Joe hunted uh, like. No, no, sorry, uh, you're talking about teardrop. Teardrop. You I'm sorry. Him. I yeah, hunted for teardrop. Side of, yeah. Yeah, you're on the other side of the thicket. I was on. I came in from the field because I wanted to, to know if he was bedding in the area in the field that I had marked years ago. That was a buck bed. It's like the field tears down and there's like some cedars and I, I marked a buck bed there and I was eyeballing it coming in. There was nothing there. So I went past it and I was going to hunt right there thinking he would come out of that same thicket Joe was hunting, but on the other side. And I just couldn't find a spot that I was confident in. Like, yeah, I didn't like it. I'm like, these trails are half assed. There was a big bed in that big high goldenrod stuff. There was a big bed in there and I'm like, well, he's obviously not there. So I don't know, dude. I, I was not caught. Con- there was a huge aspen tree, and I'm like, I don't want to climb that. So I was like, I'm just going to go on the ground. I'm I'm going to figure something out. So I went around the bend, and there was one oak tree left. On this whole property, 
they've cut, you know, all kinds of oak trees. So there's like one oak tree left. I'm, Holy shit. This is, and I've never seen, I still haven't researched. I don't even know what it was. It's like a big leaf with just like little tiny rounded leaves. And some of them are like, just look like splotches of paint. Like if you threw a big splotch of paint on, like they have like crazy shapes, dude. And the acorn wasn't, I don't, I don't know really not. They were all caps. So I don't know what the actual acorn looked like. Okay. But they were, uh, they weren't quite a bur oak because they weren't real big. They were, you know, normal size red oak, but they almost look like they had almost like a bur oak look to them. I don't know what that is. I don't either. And I have to research this tree. It doesn't even look like an oak tree. Looks like some crazy weird tree, it's but when I got up to it, it, I'm like, holy shit, there's acorns all over, like caps all over the ground in here. But Well, they probably didn't know either. That's why they didn't cut it down. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're right. And I'm looking, I'm like, I can't get in a tree here. Way too thick. But if I sit right under this oak tree, there's like stuff all around it. I'm like, this is perfect ground hunt. And I cut off a limb and made like a little ground blind out of it. And I sat there. I didn't see shit, dude. <laughs> I didn't see shit. Not one thing but squirrels were eating those acorns. It's like, all right, whatever. You also kind of did a, uh, you did a sit at the murder ladder, kind of watching that field scene and what was going on there. I did a couple nights prior. More observation sit. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. It's never I'm, only an observation sit when you're in a murder ladder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's an observation sit with a, a real chance that you could kill something. I had two doe come out in range. I just didn't have any doe tags. Um, and I saw two other bucks come out, one under an apple tree across the field, and then one come out of that bottom where I was just talking about hunting. And they were both small. So I was like, all right, well, I didn't see him. He could be in this bottom. You know, but he wasn't really on camera and we thought maybe we got a picture of him, you know, whatever. I didn't know what else to do. So that's what I did. Well, that same night, Joe gets a picture of a buck going into that bedding area and we don't know what buck it is. So I'm like, dude, just request your HD photo and see yeah. if we can figure this <laughs> out. <laughs> like you have a tactic cam, you can request an, an HD photo. So um, yeah, I, I got that photo and I was see. pretty sure it was crooked time just because, um, he wasn't like as tall as Brucey. It's pretty much been those two bucks that have been cutting past that camera. Uh, but they've been pretty much going Maybe. through there at night. So he went through their daylight, and I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh, I'll request the HD photo, but I don't really see the taller brow tines like Brucey got. And mm -hmm. it almost has to be crooked time. And that was what, so 4 40 like, in the <clears throat> afternoon? Yeah, it was like 4 30 or something. It was really so, early. Charles said, Either you're hunting tomorrow or I'm hunting. <laughs> I said, all right, well, I'm, I'll, I'll hunt, but, you know, i got to run after at work. So just, you know, pretty much our idea was we're going to get on top of this buck while it's hot because they've been doing like that two-day thing, mm -hmm. two days in a row. You know? Yeah, I was like, so, dude, someone has to be in there because I'm not letting this buck come through a second night in a row and not somebody hunt him. You have to get in there or somebody does, I think is what I no, said. No, yeah, and I was totally okay with it. I was like, okay, well, you know, if I couldn't go, absolutely you could go in there but that was kind of just i'm going out yeah I'm, and i hunted there uh the week prior i think it was saturday when it was rainy yeah and i had a little buck come through but that's that's about it but the way this was set up i was like man if i could just get in the right tree i could cover these two trails it's like an l if i could just cover both these trails like 30 yards each just get in between them but it, it is it's kind of tough i i ended up getting in a smaller tree that night uh real small tree but i had good cover had a good backdrop everything and i covered both those trails 30 yards and uh had a little fork come through 30 yards away 
but uh go ahead Charles. yeah yeah so i uh i decided okay well and i told you i think i told you joe i was like you know what i don't we don't have to be there after we we just need to be there one time when the actual picture is going to be taken like i don't care that yeah. i haven't seen these deer in 10 days like i need to be there when the next picture is going to be taken uh, you know and i was like i'm going to go back up the hill to that maple tree i haven't been in there for a while i said i'm going to hunt there they're in the area like he's going into that bedding area early on there that means to me that he was bedding somewhere between my spot and your spot and he could go either way like both of these are his favorite pattern so let's let's just split up and honestly like the path is pretty much your path comes to my path. We weren't right. far apart. No, not at all. Um, what would you say? Like 150 yards, 200 yards? Maybe? As the crow flies, we're probably maybe only maybe 200 yards. Yeah, probably 200 yards yeah. away. But I have to like, you know, I e-bike in now because I'm kind of cool like that, which is <laughs> honest to God, probably the, my favorite thing ever now. Like, it's so awesome. But we won't go down. So I come in the yep. same trail. We both walk in the same trail. I go up the hill, cut side hill, climb my tree. So I never touch the main trail at the top where the deer go. I never put foot on it. Joe goes down the trail, put drops down over, and hunts the bottom half of it. And they're bedding somewhere, like 45 degree from both of us, somewhere. We don't know where, but they come up from both ways. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be up on my tree. I'm getting in there early. And I was. I was in there at like 3. So... My camera was going off. I was driving there at 3.15. My camera's going off. There's a eight point in front of my camera at like 3.05 and then again at 3.17. <laughs> and he's not a shooter, but like if I looked at him enough times, you know. You'd have thought about it. You just never know what happens <laughs> yeah, when you get yeah. in that moment. Come on, man. I wouldn't <laughs> he, he, wasn't, he wasn't even a young stud. He wasn't a young stud, but he had a frame. He was not a bad dude. He was short-timed, but he had a frame to him. Yeah. Um, so he was in front of my camera and he left. I was like, all right, well, I'm going. And I get in my tree. I'm on the second move and I look down the trail and I can see to my right down the trail and there's a gap. And I'm like, that looks like a deer. That really looks like a deer. I wonder if that's a deer. And I grab my rope and I slide it up the tree. And when I do that, there's one little maple branch that comes off with a bunch of leaves on it. it goes Shh, real loud and he pops his head up and I'm like, oh shit, it's a buck. <laughs> and he's looking my direction. But there's a lot of noise covered down there. So, like, he probably didn't hear me. But he heard something. And he looking around. I'm like, damn, that's a buck. And I can see just antler. But I can't. Like, I can see his main beam. So, I know it's a deer. I can see him things moving around. I'm like, oh, shoot. So, I get set up. I get my bow up. I'm waiting. He finally works past. It's this little six point with, like, one inch nubs coming off his antler. <laughs> oh, like, this little <laughs> shitty buck. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I had my buck. Or I had my bow and everything ready just in case. Maybe another one comes in too, and I don't want to get stuck where I'm trying to get my bow up and this little buck's here busting me. So he fed off. I put my bow back down, climbed up my next move, got in, got ready, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, cool. Seen two bucks. They're moving early. I'm busting Joe's balls. Like, dude, you should be here by now. Like, where are you? You're late as hell. Like, if I was going to know you're this late, I'll just go in your spot and hunt. <laughs> and then we're giving, <laughs> we're giving each other shit back and forth about it. And I'm like, well... You know, I've been in my tree for an hour, so I'm obviously I'm just kidding. But, you know, um, I'm also pissed at you. Can you please get in here quickly? Because <laughs> if this deer goes past your camera and you're not here, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you, Joe. Dude, I went up there so quick. I had, like, cold lungs. Like, I couldn't fucking breathe. <laughs> it's far in. Like, it's not just, that short of a walk. Uh, 
because the the climb before that, I went in that area and I went up with the uh, with the the saddle for the first time. No one stick, like yeah. full full climb, one stick, and I was slipping all over the place. It's it was not a good first. It was kind of a nightmare. I just I didn't really practice as much as I should have going into it. Plus the rain and a small tree and just a complete nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not dealing with that right now. I know there's not many climbers in there. It's more of a saddle area or a lock on area, but I'm going to bring my, I'm going to bring my climber in. I don't care. Scumbag. First so, off. Um, so anyways, yeah, you're a scumbag. Bring my climber in there and I, I was huffing, huffing up that hill just yeah. trying to get to him. It's a far walk. And uh, so, so I, I, I see him, I saw him walk past. Like I could see movement. I'm like, pretty sure it was him. And then uh, of course I get on my other camera between the two of us a deer bailing out and I'm about 98% sure I see Joe in the background of the picture. <laughs> There's this little blob that is in, not in any of my other pictures and it's blurry, but it looks just like him with a climber on. And I just some of the time on that one. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out if that <laughs> was actually you. And there's a blur it. of a buck running past. I'll pull it up for you, Austin. So <laughs> I'm like, oh great, you jumped a deer. I'm like, well, he looks small. Don't worry about it. It's probably it's probably nothing. <clears throat> but most likely 100 percent me. It was 512, and then I walked past. Was 512. 14. Yeah. So, so here's the deer I got. Blurry running down the hill. Yep. Right away. And there's a blurry person. Doesn't it not look like him? That's a hundred percent. Has to be him, dude. <laughs> Has to be him right there in the middle. Like that is not in any of my other pictures. So I'm like, oh, great. He already spooked a deer, whatever. You know, I'm like, it's not a big deal. He got in earlier than I thought. We're good. We haven't seen any of the deer on camera. Like, let's just get settled in. So shortly after that, I, I'm, I'm in a better tree now so I can see down both trails. Cause the other tree where the, where I was getting, jizzed on by the uh <laughs> lantern flies that tree i can't see left and right down the track i can only see when they're right in front of me and i didn't like that so this new tree i can see left and i can see right and so i'm looking down the trail right and all of a sudden a deer walks out i see a body i'm like oh that's a big deer and i'm like kind of getting nervous and he's making a scrape but i've seen so many little bucks that look like they have big bodies because i'm not real high in the tree yes and I'm like, I don't know. And I'm not wearing my bino harness because it, I I feel like with this tree, the way it's set up, it's a smaller tree and I have a lot of brush to my right and I have some back cover. That's why I didn't climb another hump up Yeah. because I would be totally skylit. But to my left, there's nothing. And I have to swing out around the tree to take a shot. So I want to try to stay kind of behind the tree and take the shot. And it's kind of a steep angle. And every time I was doing my practice draws, my string was kind of hitting my bino harness. Okay. So I was like, I'm not going to wear my bino harness. So I have them open sitting right here in my backpack right next to me. So I grab them and I pull them up and I see a deer and he's making a scrape. And I can't see, like I can only see body length, like the height of a body and down in this gap. But I can't see his head. And I don't know what that is. I'm watching. All of a sudden he puts his head down and I see five point on the left. And I'm like, oh my God, that is crooked time. Like, hold, he's the only 10 point on the property. That is freaking crooked time. Holy shit. And I am starting to have a panic attack at this point. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm already falling apart. I'm like, all right, you need to calm down. I just couldn't believe it was all actually coming together. Like, for the first time, we, this is the first time we've laid eyes on this deer on the hoof. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. And I'm, I'm looking at him way more than I should. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> way more than I should. And now outsteps a second deer behind him. I'm like, holy shit. There's two. 
and it's Brucey Browse. And I'm like, holy hell, Brucey's a freaking stud. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I obviously know what Crooked Tine is. Like, he didn't surprise me. But Brucey was always kind of a question mark. Is he a shooter? Is he not a shooter? Like, it's one of those bucks. You kind of see him in different pictures, and you're like, shooter. And then you see him in another picture, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe not, you know? And then and, the pictures you had him in, it was like, okay, that's not yeah, even a question. He looks like an absolute stud. Had, he just, yeah, it's it weird. So I see him, and I'm like, holy hell, our two hit listers are on the same trail together. What now do I do? Decision because time. Now I'm look. I'm like, I would never have thought in four million years, my entire life, that I would ever have a situation where I actually had two shooter bucks coming in together and I would have to pick. The situation you always uh, <laughs> you always think about, you know. Yeah, it's the scenario everyone says, well, if they both come in together, which one are you shooting? I don't know. I never had that <laughs> yeah, situation before. Right. But I can and tell you. Close. Yeah, they're, close. they're 50 yards. Like, they're 50 you yards. I'm saying, like, pretty close in size. Like, oh, yeah. They have so, their own cool things, but they're both. So good block. Here's know. the thing: seeing him in person, uh, you know, Crooked Time came in first. He made the the scrape, um, and then Brucey basically like he didn't physically bully him, but you could tell when he got near him that Crooked Time gave up the scrape and immediately started working towards me. And Brucey just absolutely annihilated that scrape, dude. Like spent 15 minutes destroying the ground, destroying the branches, scraping the ground with his antlers, his feet, like just making a ruckus out of that scrape. And I'm watching this whole thing in my bot. Well, first it was in the binos and I'm looking, I'm thinking, dude, Brucey, that Austin said it. Yeah. That buck is actually bigger framed. Oh yeah. Heavier. Heavier. He's a bigger body deer. Yep. He's way more mature. Not by much. Not by much. But he is like he you can tell he is the guy on the property. Oh, yeah. And alphas. Yeah, sure. he is the alpha. And I always thought Crooked Time was Crooked Time was not other the than, alpha. Other than the big seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big seven would no. eat both of those deer Nobody's beating up <laughs> and get them lodged in his neck. <laughs> <laughs> like no That's one's beating him up. That's why they're on different sides of the property. Um, but like. Brucey's coming in and I'm looking at him and I'm going, oh my God, like that deer is something really special. Yeah. And he's just an A point, whatever, you know, but he freaking, and I'm watching him going, okay, you need to calm down. I put my binoculars away. I know these two deer, what they are. And I said, all right, calm down, get ready for the shot. First deer that comes through, I'm shooting it. I don't care who it is. And that was hard for me because the more I'm looking at, you know, crooked time, I'm like, he's a little thinner, but he's wider, but he's not as framey. And he's not as heavy. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, and I'm like, whatever. I'm not passing an opportunity because what I would see, you know, Crooked Time's first coming. He's working towards me, but slow. Like he's made another little scrape. He's feeding on the trail. All these deer did the same thing. They would feed for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes on the trail. And then they would walk past me and he's coming in and he's feeding so slow. And I'm like, oh my God, this is uh, like, I'm in the tree falling apart like physically mentally falling apart right now like but i'm i'm calming myself down i'm trying to talk myself through this thing like first deer through he comes through here i'm gonna draw right here i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that make sure you keep on your form don't screw up like last year you know get my saddle right i'm twisted i'm across i'm I'm everything i'm ready right bows in the hand good to go well they take so long and then finally freaking that uh brucey comes off the scrape and starts walking and that's when 
crooked time, picks his head up, and he starts coming. And there's one spot on the trail where I can't shoot, but it's thick enough that when they go behind it, I can draw. Yeah. After that, it's pretty much wide open. Like, there's a couple trees, but they're small. And he's coming through. But the problem is, if you draw early and he stops... You're going to be holding. You're going to be holding for a long time. And you can't... You know, what are you going to do? You can't shoot him. So... I started and I'm like, I'm now I'm hesitating because I don't know, should I draw, should I not? And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like Joe tells me all the time, like I need to go to drawing lessons because I always draw too early on deer. And that is, it's my MO. So I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Well, here he passes the thick stuff. Shit. So I start drawing like slow motion, just literally slow motion the whole way back, thinking he's going to see me at any second. tough. Dude, like. I'm telling you, it took me probably 10 seconds to draw back. Oh, wow. And I get in a full draw, and now he's going past. Like, he was in a couple iffy openings that I was like, I could probably shoot a deer here. Yeah. But I want him in this wide open, 15-foot opening. So now at this point, I'm all the way back, and I'm just settling in, and he is passing the last tree to the wide open spot. I'm like, oh, shit. So I get in, and I settle in on him, and I'm, he doesn't hear me. It's loud. It's loud. It's loud. And he's walking in some high grassy, like weedy stuff. And he takes a couple more. And I'm, like, I'm telling you, I am meeping loud. But I'm trying to sound like a, like I'm literally going. Burp, burp. Like I'm trying to sound natural because I'm 17 yards. Remember, 17 yards and I'm almost ground level with this deer. Like eye level with him. You should see how big, like I'm actually getting worked up. Like how big these deer. I see deer, how worked up you are right <laughs> these, now. It's hilarious. These deer look from like eye level yeah they look so freaking big so the third one i'm like loud and he still like at the same time he picks his head up and sees and as they were coming in i heard there was another deer over there and i'm kind of i was it worried me because i'm like oh no i haven't paid attention to that at all right am i gonna get busted and this whole thing's over so at the same time i'm like he sees this other buck coming down the hill from the other direction and dude he literally come out of his skin, like dropped all the way down and like jumped backwards, jumped and turned his like butt towards me and like contorted like a scared cat. You know, how the cats like raise their back. Yeah. That's what he did. And I'm like, what in the world? Because when he finally stopped, he's behind the only tree. Now there's a little sapling with like <sighs> branches that come out parallel. And like I could pick a gap and I'm trying to find a gap. Well, he starts backpedaling. Uh, well, now he, he, clears the trees in the open again this is perfect and he stops he's looking right at the other deer so i settle my pin in and right behind the shoulder which i did right behind the shoulder because i thought he the way he was contorted still like in my mind he was still kind of contorted away from me kind of like a somewhat quarter quartering away shot i'm like this is perfect right behind the shoulder settled the pin in perfect like when i get back on a deer i don't have that shaky nervous i'm rock solid and dude, I squeeze one off and I hear my string hit my sleeve. Ugh. Thwack. And I watch the nocturnal go through my sight and track and he flinches. I think after I hit him, he but I saw that that I saw that red nocturnal bury into him right behind the shoulder. But it's low. A lot lower than I was aiming. Like 17 yards, I should have hit perfect rate. Where's that? It definitely hit low. And it didn't pass all the way through, but it buried like you can tell when it but when i hit him he flinched down and he just turned right off the trail and just disappeared like he just barreled over the hill on the other side and then you can't hear anything i can't see anything because yeah, it drops down anything. yeah over the hill and it goes quiet and i'm freaking out 
Brucey's over there watching a the whole thing go down. I'm like, what in the world is happening right now? There's this little like four point thing that's coming down the hill to my left. He's watching, going, what in the hell is happening right now? They're all watching. I'm falling apart, calling Joe, I called Dina, I'm calling people, I'm like recording the polos. As soon as he called me, I was like, I know he shot one of those fucking bucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like it was <laughs> that, early. Dude. It, seem like it was uh, early. About that, but it was just like more like I know he shot one of those bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't call like you know unless I no. fall out of the tree or something, which isn't gonna happen because my saddle. But like I called him and I'm he answered I'm like I just, I, just, I just fucking shot crooked time. I just cried. Yeah. I just I just shot crooked time. Like Complete. I'm falling apart, dude. <laughs> and I'm trying to be like I'm like. Yeah, like <laughs> quiet celebrating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, uh, dude, him yeah. and Brucey, him and Brucey come in together. They're coming. Brucey's standing right there. And he's like, well, what, what, uh, calm down, calm down. What do you mean he's standing right there? I'm like, Brucey's standing right there. He's right fucking there. Dude, they came in at the same time. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I just shot Crooked Time. I think I killed him. I just shot Crooked Time. Like, I'm freaking out, right? <laughs> Brucey. Yeah, I'm like, shut up, dude, because Brucey might come down to me. He's like, I don't know what happened, but when, when, uh, crooked time crashed. Bedding, you know, right? Like Joe's just down I'm over the hill. At, I'm I'm sitting the entryway of the oh, Okay. Like I'm thinking, this is the best thing that could happen because he's gonna come down here and try get the safety, mm-hmm. you know, and he's gonna walk right past. So unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, when I shot crooked time, he dropped down over the hill, and Brucey took two bounds into the woods on the same side of the trail as crooked time instead of the other side yeah because the other side's kind of gets like it's pretty open yeah so he jumped into the first security cover that he had he stood there for a while while this other little buck started coming down the hill to investigate what the hell just happened and then brucey after like half an hour started snorting and like walking away snorting i could hear him i couldn't see him i was freaking out um and he left like not towards joe kind of the way they came from um he went west joe was like to my north and i'm like dude he could swing around still like just stay for the rest of the night and we'll go we'll go look for this buck afterwards so hunted the rest of the night and i saw another another buck after that come cruising by so six bucks i'm pretty sure i saw in total that whole night down that trip cruising no does um joe i don't think you saw anything all night i had that fork come through oh yeah pretty early and i had uh, so many freaking burrs on them Trying to get burrs off my legs, it's and I look so, up and you stand there thirty yards. Like, yeah, oh, that's a deer. The burrs are so brutal down yeah. there, dude. Everything that's grown up is just like burr city. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I saw that same deer both times I hunted that spot. So finally, I've I uh, I just put my bow down. I don't have any doe tags. I just shot a buck, so I'm done. Put my bow down. Got everything together. Dropped my bow down. Stayed up in the tree, like really taking in the moment. I uh, climbed down with just a little bit of daylight left. Uh, sat at the base my tree for a while just got everything together hanging out pull on you guys updating everybody waiting on and then i'm like all right i'll meet joe at the bottom of the hill so we go down meet joe i meet joe it took like the longest wait of my entire life waiting for him i'm like in any minute i'm like where in the hell is he like where is I his head scared like those two or two trying to get to the tree i <laughs> walked through all these freaking tops dude it was completely <laughs> miserable yeah it's horrible so like uh, i'm like all right finally he's here we drop all of our stuff and we go up the hill. I'm like, all right, now it's 7.30, maybe a little later. I'm like, I shot him right here. He was standing right here. This is how it all went down. Um, I look off the trail the way he crashed over. And I'm, you can see like where the, you can clearly see where he had gone in. And I'm looking. Jumped I'm like, over 
Yeah, he jumped over some saplings. Had like blood all over the sapling yeah. uh, leaves. Like right there, there's blood all over the leaves and stuff. And I'm like, dude, look at this. There's blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh my god, this is freaking awesome. We start going a little bit into it, and we're looking at blood like right after the hit zone. And there's this huge down tree that he went over. And Joe's to my left, and he can see my arrow on the other side of this tree. And I'm like, oh, where is it? And he's like, it's right there. I can see it. So the arrow didn't go all the way through on the shot, but. As he crashed through some stuff, it pulled it the rest of the way through. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Let's go get the arrow, see what it looks like. And we started to take a couple steps, and we heard a deer get up and, like, not barrel out of there. But we heard a deer get up and start to kind of slink it off. It crashed. Yeah, yeah. It kind of crashed a little bit. And I was like. And I'm thinking, like, that sounds like a wounded deer crash. Mm-hmm. But we're in some really nasty shit. I think any deer would crash through this if it's trying to get away from us. Yeah, we're looking. There's this... a lot of deer on this property. So right. let's it... just uh, just keep going. And, and uh, uh, I was a little bit nervous when we first jumped the deer. Obviously, you hear that and you know your deer kind of went that way, and you're like, "Oh boy!" So I'm kind of listening. It's you know, it's dark, so you don't know which way he kind of went, but you're listening. Like I think he went to the right. So we start following blood down, and it, dude, it's great blood. And we get down within 50 yards of where I hit him, if that. And there's what looks to be a bed. Pretty sure it's a bed. Pretty I confident. Think, yeah. It was a big bed. It was in these tall weeds and everything was like kind of laid down. It looks like a bed. Like that might be a bed he used a lot, to be honest. It wasn't like one he just made and there's blood in it. And it's like right where we heard a deer crash. So it's like, like, shit. Yeah. So now I'm like, what? What just happened? Like, where did I? I know I hit this deer low, but like it looked in the goods. Like it should have been double long. This deer should be dead by now. So we if start falling. low, though, you think about it. If he's laying down, like, clotting up his mm-hmm. wounds, think and, about it. That's and it was, like, blood in there. There wasn't a ton of blood in what we thought was the bed. But, like, right after that, we saw a couple clots. Dude, he just opened up. Like, there was blood. Like, a normal double lung, you know. Now, I take it back because the blood wasn't, like, the real pink, bubbly, like, lung blood. It was watery and it was definitely a low hit blood, but almost like a little bit darker chest cavity blood. I'm thinking, did I nick the bottom of the heart? Did I get, you know, some of the liver? What in the world did I actually hit? Because it wasn't that far back. So I'm thinking it has to be maybe maybe I nicked the the lungs, bottom of the lungs, and maybe I got a piece of the heart. Um, Because in my mind, I'm still thinking he's quartering away, you know, so I'm like, (sighs) we were kind of jumping back and forth on the track like. I'd, I'd pick it up. I'd start just almost almost a speed walk, you know, like it was pretty stand up. Mm-hmm. And then Charles would, I would like fade off to one trail or something and Charles would pick it up ahead of me and he'd jump out ahead of me. And then there were certain points where he'd be going down a hill and he's gushing. And I almost just let Charles out in front of me because I, I don't want to see this deer first, you know. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Crazy but, uh, blood, dude. Crazy blood. blood. Yeah. And it, when he first went down that first hill, like he opened up. So he went through that thick stuff and he popped out and he popped out on the same four-wheeler trail just probably 100 yards down from where I was hunting. And shit, he's on the four-wheeler trail. And he's heading towards an area where we're pretty comfortable. We're pretty knowledgeable of the area. And he's walking right down the middle of the trail. Blood everywhere. I'm like, this is not good, right? Like he shouldn't be walking down. But then again, this is his safety area. Nobody hunts back here. Nobody's touched his foot back here. Like why wouldn't he walk down the trail? Everything else is a mess. Like you can't just walk through the woods anymore. Everything else is a freaking mess. So he's going right down the middle of the trail for a while. And we're just walking, following blood. 
And he goes it down the hill. Friday the thirteenth blood. It was kind of like Tuesday the seventeenth blood. <laughs> it was Tuesday the seventeenth blood for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was weird because the blood trail itself had a lot of different features to it. Like there were spots where it was spraying out, and there was like a bunch of little speckles, and then there, but it was also like pouring out of them. You know, with those, and there's times where it's just like glop, 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 mm-hmm. glop, like you bloop, know, like bloop, bloop of drop, big drop, drop, yeah, yeah, like big drops, like big drops. Yeah, I'm like, well, at least it was a low hit. You know, they're bleeding. We're just gonna keep. Put, it's a front shot. Like, let's just as long as we got blood, let's just keep going. So we followed him all the way down. He went down a hill and through these big open pines. And like in the pine needles, you can see blood all over. And he I went, kept stopping trolls. I kept going, hey, time out. Like, what are you thinking? You know, like, what are we thinking here? Yeah. I didn't want to get I too far ahead like, of myself for I, I, sure. I, I didn't want him to like overthink. I mean, not or underthink, I guess, what was actually going on. You know, I didn't want to jump the deer again. I didn't want him to just like, you know, you start seeing like good blood at times or like uh, medium blood at times and you start like getting like, okay, this deer's going to be right around the corner. Mm-hmm. But like it got to a certain point where we we're tracking him for so long. I'm thinking maybe it's best that we don't keep pushing you know every hundred yards i was thinking the next hundred yards we're gonna find this deer in my mind but like joe's saying i wasn't analyzing it because when it when it's my own tracking job i have a really bad job of doing that for my own like if i'm doing someone else's track i'm thinking the whole kind of like getting your your idea getting you to actually like take a couple seconds to actually think through the process before continuing on yeah because i get ahead of myself and i'm just like I just want to find this deer. I don't care. But other people's deer, I'm thinking the whole time, like, the, what what would they have done? What could they have done? But in my back of my mind, I know where I saw the arrow just hit. So, like, I'm thinking this deer is definitely dead. There's no way he lives. And uh, we keep tracking, and we go across this wide open field. And I'm thinking that a blood's picking up. And I'm like, he's going to be here right in this field somewhere. Like, this is awesome. And then we get through the field. And in the field, I mean, honestly, for it being a field, a grassy field. High grassy. High grassy field. That's a tough track and we were picking it up pretty good like we moved to that field within minutes blew right through it so we get to the edge and he goes down into this bottom that's kind of thick and nasty and i'm like that's when i'm like stopping joe past and i'm the like hey ladder. yeah right past the murder ladder i'm like joe hold on a second let, let me stop you now what do you think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like what are we doing here what should we do like should we back out and we're both kind of like now russ is just coming he's just showing up with a four-wheeler well this and, is the point where we're moving into a thick area so it's like he's definitely going down there to most likely bed down mm-hmm. there. You know, this is most likely where he's going to bed next. Yeah. And even though we found so, like the bed and the blood, we talked ourselves out of that being the deer because we thought he went a totally different direction. Really playing it back on where he come out in the trail. That was him for sure. That was him that we jumped. But like we're playing it out like it wasn't. <laughs> so we get to this point and I'm like, dude, I really don't know what the hell to do at this point. I'm questioning everything. And I'm like, screw it. Let's just, we have the big, we have the blood. This is like the spike I shot years ago. My first ever archery shot deer was the spike, you know, um, and he was a low below the heart shot. And we're like, just, we got the blood, just keep running them. Let them just keep pumping blood out. Maybe I got a piece of those lungs and they'll deflate. And uh, we started tracking and dude, there was just crazy blood. Good the whole way. We get through the woods. He pops out into like this high you know, goldenrod field again. And we're falling right through the goldenrod, walking right through it. Well, he pops out into a corner of a cornfield. And like the corner of the cornfield is where the corn failed. So like the stalks are real short. There's like this dead sprayed grass that's freaking needle thin. And it's dry earth. It's impossible to see blood. 
but we're picking up like on a couple corn stalks and we got a couple spots and that's it. We don't see another thing of blood. We're looking everywhere. We can't find blood. We're looking up and down the rows. Like we cannot find, we're doing our circles. No blood. Like dude, this deer didn't just stop bleeding. No. We've gone point. Uh, yeah. I drew a line. It was like 0.66 miles. I know Joe drew a, approximately because I couldn't put my tracker on. My phone was on 3% like an idiot. I, I, I should have because you could get a lot of good intel off of long mm-hmm. tracks like that. And that's where I found my apple tree, actually, where I shot two wall hangers yeah. <laughs> out of just a long track mm-hmm. of a buck. From a previous he's doing, buck. And he's doing buck things. You know, he's yeah. doing what he's going to do. So I wish I would have turned it on, but as yeah. a bird, if it was, if we were a bird, uh, which we definitely weren't that day, counting all the birds on my legs. Uh, <laughs> we were not flying anywhere. <laughs> we uh, we went like 800 and some yards. Yeah. So when I do my 900 yards, my wiggle waggle line, it was 0.66 miles to that last spot. Of blue. Joe has to go to work in the morning. I really, at this point, I'm thinking we need to back out, um, pick it up in the morning with daylight. I don't want to leave. I'm thinking we we missed something. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It was kind of weird. Like, we're kind of by somebody's house now, and I kind of felt weird with that. I'm trying to track. I'm trying not to, like, shine too much light and then we come out there. You know, like, farmers always have that big flashlight in, like, the movies and stuff. <laughs> and their shotgun. <laughs> shotgun hey, in one hand. Yeah, yeah. Shotgun in the big, Boy, the get big off my property. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're thinking. Right on you the first try. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, like, right on no, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'm, I kind of like, I went to Charles and said, okay, well mark that last spot because I'm not going to like hang out here because it's, we're obviously at a kind of a, a point of where we're missing something. Yeah. We're at a standstill. And at this point we've and gone over half a mile and I'm really frustrated with myself, with we're everything. The tracking. So it's like, rather well, both of us be out there kind of looking around. So we start breaking it down. I'm thinking, okay, well, I think he went over to this other patch of woods over here. I've never hunted it before, but it's real thick. But, uh, I'm going to try to find some entries into that. And I'm following entries around that. And I'm around the other side of the corn, kind of following that up around. I'm like, dude, for how much he's bleeding, I would have caught blood by now. Mm-hmm. You know? So on something. He would have rubbed Charles on something. the same thing on the other side, seeing the back of the set of woods. He's not seeing anything. So then I'm like doubling back and I'm thinking, uh, okay what if he backtracked so now we're like doing the backtracking and it, it's just sometimes when you're just doing circles like that and not that it's later or anything like that but your brain just starts spinning in circles you know we just tracked this deer for how long and it's just like you almost need a fresh set of eyes to kind of re review this and maybe some daylight will do you some good i said so yeah so i was frustrated i didn't want to leave but i knew it was the best call um at the time so of course joe being joe he tried crashing through some stuff i'm like screw that i'm going to follow the blood backwards because we would just walk through wide open woods to get over here so i got back and uh i tried to actually before i left i went down the the other side of the cornfield just see if he did double back and i didn't see any blood again i'm like damn it like i really should have followed you i should we should have just like stood on each side of the i think that's my new technique now like backtrack but like each of us go on each side of the blood and kind of see if it ever veers off off. yeah different direction um i should have done that but i i actually hunted in that area a couple times and i had a line distance of like where i should go but to get to that line of how to get out i had to go through nasty stuff I was like, yeah. I ain't doing that. I, I was about ready to walk <laughs> down that dude's driveway and just go back that way. I didn't even care at this point. Like, I was freaking frustrated. Like, in myself and everything, right? So, 
we go back and we're done. Like, and, and it wasn't late. It was what nine o'clock, eight thirty. Joe, you would know better it was than me. Nine something. Yeah. So in an hour and a half, we just covered over a half a mile track. Like that's how much blood there was. There was it wasn't a difficult. Sometimes you can't cover fifty yards in an hour and a half. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. You're just finding your little. We were just we covered a ton of ground really quick. I was like, okay, let's just give this deer a little bit more time. You're right. In my mind, I don't think I said it out loud, but like in my mind, I'm thinking we should give him a little bit more time, let him expire. I don't know what I did, but obviously it wasn't the shot I wanted it to be or else we would have found it by now. So unfortunately, Russ drove all the way down with the quad. He had to load it back up and leave, you know, and I was, I was just really upset at the whole situation. So next morning, of course, I have to work. Like I have my eight o'clock meeting. We just got bitched at because the week before I was in a tree stand until 7.58, so I was, on the, I was on the call, but I was also driving home in my truck, and I wasn't paying attention. So we just got bitched at, like, hey, these meetings, you have to be on, cameras on, like, we only had, you know, one meeting a week, yada, yada. I'm like, shit. So 8 <laughs> o'clock's my meeting. I have to get payroll in for the day, or I don't get paid. Nobody gets paid. I'm like, shit. So I, I wasn't going to sleep anyways. I get home. I start prepping payroll till two in the morning. Like I'm, a, I'm keeping my mind off things. I'm staying occupied, staying busy. I'm working. So I was like, all right, whatever. Played a couple video games. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed now. I'm done. I'm going to bed. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Woke up the next morning at seven. Got the rest of the payroll. All about done. Got on my call. Talked to my boss. He said, yep, after payroll's done, you can go. Perfect. Had my meeting. Of course, it was like 50 minutes. It's usually it's a half an hour. It's like 50 minutes long. I'm like, this is ridiculous. End up wrapping up at like 9.15, uh, payroll and everything done, submitted, out the door. Like, all right, me and my dad are going to go, which was good because he didn't want to wake up early anyways. It really doesn't get daylight, like true daylight till like 8.39 yeah. anyways. Because like, even though you can see and shoot at 7.15, 7.20, it's not like blood not tracking light, light. light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like blood a funny... lights like the, the sun has to actually be up. And, 100%. Or else you're still using a flashlight in the morning. 100%. Like, weird. So I'm like, all right, no big deal. It's cold. It was like 42 degrees that night. So me and my dad uh, jump in our own trucks because at this point, I've also contacted Todd Stewart from last year who had Lucy who helped me get my deer, helped me track the deer I didn't get on that property. And also helped me find my Ohio buck last year. So I had him in my back pocket. He had a track at 8 o'clock. He actually, uh, I was in my truck heading to the property. He called me. Hey, I got done here. What's going on? I said, well, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't started looking. He said, okay, I got another track in Gibsonia. I'm going to head there. Let me know once you get there what you find and if you need me or not. Cool. Perfect. Got him in my back pocket. So we get out to the property. I thought Russ was hunting this whole time. He actually never made it out hunting. He slept in. Did not know that. So me and my dad get out there. We start going in. I'm like, all right, let's, you know, my dad, he wanted to go to the last spot of blood and we were going to try to look for blood because it was bleeding a lot. And he, but normally he's just the guy that goes through and starts looking for the deer kind of like he knows the property better than any of us. Um, and that's his thing. He does. He's colorblind. He doesn't see blood very well. So I start going back to the last spot of blood. I told him where it was. We kind of got separated. He's checking main trails going through. I think he was deer scouting. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Because uh, <laughs> he's telling me about all this sign he found. And I'm like, were you scouting or looking for the deer dad? <laughs> so I get the last blood. And I'm texting Russ updates all the time. Like, hey, we're thinking he's in a tree stand. Hey, we're looking now. We're meeting up at last blood. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm checking my trail camera. And I'm going to head down the cornfield towards you looking for blood. Perfect. All right, cool. So I get to the last spot and I'm looking around. I'm looking at the toilet paper markings and I'm trying to figure it out. 
and I'm checking the same trails kind of that we checked the night before, but now I can actually see deer trails. So I'm checking them for blood and I'm not seeing anything. And I'm like, dude, this doesn't make sense. He could not have gone through these trails without rubbing on something. If nothing else, Yeah. there's no blood. I get a call from Russ. So I'm picked up. Hey, what's going on? He said, Hey bud, I got your buck over here. <laughs> I'm like, what are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you mean? You, oh, are you serious? He's like, well, unless there's another 10 point around here that, that somebody shot. He said, yeah, pretty sure I got your buck right here for you, bud. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was like freaking out at this point, like jumping up in the air, like a little girl. Like I just take off sprinting. I'm like, where are you? Like, where the hell are you? He's like, I'm up at the top of the totally opposite side of the cornfield. He's like, yeah, I came out the trail. I was walking down the cornfield and I was just wa- looking up and down deer trails going into the woods for blood. He said, I looked up and I literally just saw your deer laying there. I thought he was alive because his head was like propped up against a tree. He said, I thought he was alive and I was going to shoot him. But then I realized it was your deer. (laughs) I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I run up there and I'm like, where the hell is he? I'm looking everywhere and I hear his whistle. And he's like probably 10, 15 yards into the woods in this little crab apple thicket. And it's thick, like the edge is thick. I'm surprised he even saw the deer. And I don't know how the deer got there. We backtracked blood. He J-hooked into the bed. I know yeah, that. That makes sense. And he laid. He died in his bed. Like, I'm glad we left because we would have bumped him again. Yeah. He J-hooked in, and he was literally bedded there facing, looking the direction we would have been coming from, down that edge of the corn, even though it was the opposite side. So we don't know how he got in there. We have the blood coming out into the cornfield, and then it's a mystery how he got there. We don't know Honestly, if Honestly, if we would have bumped him again, I don't think he would have far. No, nah, he probably wouldn't have went very far. He bump, lost a lot but, of blood. But... Yeah. Um... We don't know how he got there. We don't know if he backtracked. Um, the best guess is he backtracked somewhere and then cut into the corn or went down. Because, I, I mean, I ran down that edge. I didn't look for blood. I was running to get to my deer. And uh, I got up to a man, and it was just like I was in awe. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe there he was, crooked. We walked into him. We were there 15 minutes Awesome. and found the deer dead. Like, told Todd, like, hey, man, we found him. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, obviously jumped on the polo, told everyone, you know, everyone bucked down. You guys got a video. I was texting you and stuff. I was like, <laughs> send me pictures right now. Uh, and I had some pictures and I was sending some texts out to people, but I was like just pulling in the moment, like just sat there like forever, like deer in my hands. Like, I can't believe this is freaking crooked time. I don't like the last three years have been insane with me and Joe, like targeting actually for the first time ever, like targeting deer. And then killing them. Yeah. You know, we targeted yeah. that buck three years ago That's and I what killed I was him. bring up, like, uh, pretty much, like I was saying last episode, mm-hmm. how ever since we kind of teamed up and started just passing information back and forth, getting out cell cams and actually targeting bucks, like you're saying, it, we've been very successful. Like yeah. the one year you shot mine, I shot yours. Mm-hmm. Like that's. And then even last yeah. year, uh, my target buck, I, I shot him. I didn't end up finding that deer. He survived, yeah. which um, I did check the leg, by the way, on Crooked Dine, and I did not see any <laughs> visible wounds. Yeah. So I don't. I doubt it was him. He wasn't tall Yeah, enough, he yeah. was just, he know. had like the same patterns as the deer I shot yeah. last year. You know, he had the same patterns. He was kind of approaching the camera in the same way like if i took a two pictures side by side they almost look identical deer um from the you know the angle and everything but um you know it was just like crazy that this was the deer since august 
That's the other thing. Like these other deer, we didn't have them on camera all year round. We picked up on them in the season, then we we went after them. This deer we've been watching since probably July. It was like one of those deer where we're like, oh, he's an eight. And we see him the next time. It's yeah. Like, oh, shit. I think he's going to be a 10. And, and then he, and he's growing up, and we're like, he's he was number one. Yeah, he's cool. He's got the crooked tine, you know, when he was showing up everywhere, you know, with the crooked yeah. tine. We almost thought there was two 10 points on the property because we're like, I think his one side, I guess G2 is like, a little bit curved, but when he had the velvet, it just seemed like it was more crooked. Yeah. So we're seeing like a crooked G2, and then we're seeing a crooked G3, and we're like, wait a second, what's going on here? Like, are these two different bucks? And then it just turned out to be the same exact one. Yeah. So, like, finally finding, you know, finding him. And <clears throat> if you notice in the pictures, that's not my bow, by the way. <laughs> I, I took a picture with Russ's bow because I needed a picture with a bow in it. Yeah, yeah. And I left mine in the truck like an idiot. I probably, I mean, I couldn't have. <sighs> I didn't want to bring it because I didn't have a tag. Technically, I didn't have a tag. And I was like, if we see the deer at this point, there's no way he's still alive. What do you mean tagging? Well, I mean, in my mind, I shot a buck. Oh, yeah. I see. You know what I, I mean? I, I don't have doe tags. Right. And I didn't tag him yet, technically. But, like, I just left my bow in the truck. I brought my essentials, and I was just, like, more focused on just finding the deer. I didn't yeah, want to be yeah. hauling a bow around all the time. So <laughs> I took pictures of Russ's bow. That's cool. <laughs> so dad made it over? Yeah, so at, at this point, I called dad, and I'm like, dude, Russ found him. He's like, what? I was like, Russ found him. He's like, I didn't know Russ was here. <laughs> he had no clue <laughs> Russ was there. I'm like, yeah, he was hunting, and he came down from his trail camera. I thought he was hunting still at this point. As no. dad's putting uh yeah, putting, uh, he's dropping pins. He's dropping <laughs> pins on his Onyx right now, like with his yeah. pointer finger and he's his cheaters on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's bright eyeing his way back to the truck. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be right yeah. over. Let me just, you yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, well, I didn't know Russ was here. I'm like, yeah, he, he was hunting and he's checking his camera and he just bumped into the deer. I'm like, well, that's crazy. So uh, really, he slept in and he <laughs> took his four wheeler in because he's been meaning to check. Not check his camera; it's a cell camera, but something was in the he way of it. Yeah, away, yeah. so he had to clear it a little bit. Yeah, it was still alive. You know, he had to clear it and fix it up and stuff. And uh, that's the only reason he ended up seeing that, finding that deer. He went in from the other side, had that's the quad so in there, which I didn't even know he had the quad. Didn't hear it or nothing. And he was back in there with the quad and everything. Uh, but we couldn't get the quad to the deer because edge was so thick. We could have. We could have. He just had it on the other side of the prop basically yeah, he had to go yeah. walk to it right where right. my dad went back to the truck drove it to the other side of the field and uh brought the deer cart in which boy my forearms are so sore right now sore. we should have just taken them down the hill and out the way we came in yeah instead we chose the long route for some reason uphill i don't know why but regardless it's awesome yeah man threw him on the cart got him out um it was all work from that i wanted to enjoy the moment you know my with Russ and my my dad, um, obviously wish Joe was there, but he couldn't have been there. He was at work. Um, but like bringing that home, and then it was all work from there because it was going to be sixty degrees that day, and it, yep. was, it was already up to like mid fifties, low fifties. So I had to get the deer home, cape them out, completely process them, quarter them all out. Get all, dude. I got so much meat off that deer. Tons of neck meat. Like, oh yeah, he had neck so good much when meat. You, when you cape a deer like that, such a big buck, like you get so much neck meat out. Crazy. Of them, dude. Like, you start digging your knife down, and you're like, wait a second, there's more mm -hmm. back there. <laughs> there's more. like you, layers yeah, of like, it. Yeah. You pull out like this big chunk, and obviously it's all grind, but 
Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I've heard people make roast out, roast they do out make of them. Roast, yeah. You know, yeah. I would have to really clean them up though, because they got some nasty, gnarly like. Big I'm texting your audience and, and I'm like, "What you look like in person?" Jesus Christ! Yeah, everyone's like, blowing yeah. me up, dude. Yeah, and yeah, I like it's my hard phone's... to tell because it's like you see this deer on camera so many times, mm-hmm. and like it, some pictures, just like I said, they look different than others. I'm like, "What's what's he look like?" Yeah, like what's he look like? <laughs> he had a huge head, big body deer. Uh, definitely a mature buck huge head oh yeah like even when i brought him to jen's dude this dude deer's head is huge he's like you never (laughs) see heads like this for pennsylvania deer he's like it's freaking giant yeah like so the one the one uh picture we had on camera i think i just had his head and like some of his shoulder uh on the scrape corner and i was like holy shit like i was just looking at not too long ago i think Mm -hmm. he was maybe still in velvet but i was like man it's fucking like you just tell by his face and everything. It was just mature. He had a huge head. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So I did. I got them all cleaned up and I, everyone's blowing me up. But my, when Joe, Joe apparently was calling me, my dad was carrying my jacket. My phone was zipped in the pocket. Yeah. He's like, someone's calling you, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a typical one. Dad. And he's scouting the whole way out. Look at this sign. Look at that sign. Look at all the deer tracks here and look at this. Cause the he hasn't, doesn't hunt there anymore. He has, yeah. He it's hasn't really reason. hunted the property in a couple of years. Yeah. That was like yeah. his bread and butter forever, you know, and especially that side of the property. Nobody's been hunting it yep. for a long time. So I'm sure that'll change. There'll be some ladder stands up over there in no time. I promise <laughs> you that. I promise you that. So that's you awesome, know, which is cool because that's, you know, flatter ground. It's easier for him definitely to navigate and hunt over there. Nobody really hunts over there. Who knows what's over there? Yeah. But yeah, man, it was so cool. I had a I had a lot of work ahead of me and I was trying to get back to real my real job <laughs> and get back to actual work. Yeah. You know, like my boss did me a huge favor, let me go find my deer, and then I had to get back to work. So I felt bad. I left everyone kinda on read and like everybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's been a crazy couple of days, man. It's everything's been freaking nuts. So but yeah, crooked tines down, three does are in the freezer. Um, and I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm thinking I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I have West Virginia license and I think I'm going to spend some time and try to shoot a buck in West Virginia. I don't blame you, dude. Even if it's a four point, I don't give a shit. Why not? Yeah. It's either I drive 45 minutes to shoot another doe in PA, which I've done a million times. Yep. Or I go try to shoot my first ever deer in West Virginia 45 minutes away. Save it for gun season. I got four tags up to camp for gun. There you go. So... That's the plan. And then Ohio comes in October 29th. I can put my full focus into Ohio now. That's awesome. So freaking jacked. And? And? And then? And? <laughs> and then? I'm that much more excited, Austin, because now all of Charles's cell cams are mine. That's right, buddy. <laughs> I'm I'm up next. He's, he's going to pull them all and take him to West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Start yeah, putting right. him in Ohio. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. No, they are. I mean, I'm not definitely not giving. I've already said, you know, we have a property that I kind of have the permission on up north. And it's like, I already told him, I told Sam, I said, Hey, you want to go, go up there? Just let me know when I'll sit right behind you in a tree and film. I'll sit with you and film. That's it. Like, I just want to get in the woods. I really don't care. I don't care to go hunt in West Virginia. Like my wife doesn't want me to hunt anymore. Cause I really have been hitting, hitting hard. it freaking hard, yeah. pretty consistent. Um, even during the week after work and stuff. Cause you got to take advantage of this weather. And the fact that the daylight savings hasn't hit and whatnot, you know, like I can get out. Yeah. And I can get out right now easily after work, you know, and get up in a tree plenty of time. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the season. I think I'm very excited about the potential of getting Joe on Brucey. That would be sweet. Cause that deer is a freaking toad. 
That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, I think he would definitely, you know, anybody would like to have that deer. And really, other than him, teardrop potential. I'd like to see Joe shoot old Brucey, dude. Dude, Brucey would be great, but if he shot teardrop, I would probably be pretty upset with Joe just because <laughs> he always one-ups me. That's you know what I mean? Thing, though, like, teardrops, having a deer, like, I don't think we've ever really had two years of intel come back. Yeah, because he's you easy. Know you like, know, I don't know the, the deer I shot this year could have been any of the deer from last year. We don't right. know. That's, that's right. what I'm saying. Like we haven't had like like that's that buck. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're pretty sure that the big seven was the big six last year just because of his body was so oh, big. Oh yeah, last that's year definitely definitely the same. And he had deer. that big fork. But other than that, I mean, it's it's kind of hard it's to say. Yeah. With some of these deer, you know, other than obviously teardrop, you got a freaking big a big freaking tine coming out mm-hmm. of this. Eyeball. Unless we find one with a you know a huge wound in his arse, yeah, uh, then we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll know then. But even like you know, Brucey had like a wound this year, something. Even if mutant came back this oh, year, oh my Ooh. god, dude! If mutant, you know, mutant that wolf. Oh, oh yeah, oh, cool oh, deer, oh, dude. That deer is freaking real huge. big one side, and then the other side was just just garbage. But that really deer cool. is something special yeah but that's the story yeah, man. man that's the year so far and it's we're not even into the, like the rut rut yet deer are definitely smelling ruddy oh, i yeah. jumped a buck going back so that night i didn't mention that part but i jumped a buck going back in to get our stuff because i they, russ drove us around and dropped me off in my truck and i had to walk in and this is why i called joe an asshole about this climber because i had to walk in and grab his climber and throw my backpack on it and throw my saddle back on and I almost died like six times riding my e-bike out. Dude, it was a nut because all that like weight on my back. Yeah, yeah. Drive to saddle hunt from now on. Oh yeah, this, that, that thing I threw that in a landfill. My, <laughs> my climber captive. Your climber's in a <laughs> landfill right now somewhere. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh you're done with that. Never again. It kept like hitting the back tire when I would go, you know, lean uh, back. Uh, miserable. Dude, it was miserable. I'm mother effing him like the whole way down the trail. But that buck I jumped, dude, you should have how stanky. Oh, he was making a scrape too when I when I bumped him and uh he ran off. I freaking smelled him for a hundred yards down that trail. That's crazy. hundred yards. I'm like, I still smell this deer. Like he had to have come down this trail. He was so rank. That's awesome. It's dude. It's it, gonna be good, dude. It's gonna be this good. This could be one of them years. I'm excited. Yeah. That's what I was kind of saying earlier. I didn't want to give it up, but like these deer daylight and like this this year. Like I was going to say, it was just a matter of time, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a matter of time. And I told Charles after I called him the day he found him, I said, dude, like I knew you were in the ball game, you know, like that was actually a really good idea going where you were, because think about it. Okay. He's daylighting. Where did he daylight last other than my camera? He daylighted past your camera mm-hmm. the week prior. So it only made sense to go in there. And, and jump in that tree because you know he's in the area it's not like he was far like you said we were only less than 200 yards away yeah so just, and honestly i think they would have came down to me possibly but i don't know if they would have made it by day by daylight hours yeah maybe they were but they yeah they they could have if they would have went down the hill and circled back they could have easily yeah, came to left, you yeah but every other deer was kind of going up towards like the top field, but it's hard to say yeah, like who, who knows what they were going to do. They could have dropped down anywhere on that hill, but it, I, I didn't even highlight it enough in the whole story, but like that whole hunt was my coolest hunt ever. 
because like I said, and I did highlight, but like having two target bucks together, like that time. working scrapes together. That doesn't happen. Dude, you see that kind of shit on a on a movie something like on a on a freaking YouTube channel yeah, or whatever. Right, you know, right. Midwest White Towels. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's right, the shit right. you see there. That doesn't like happen. Coupine and uh coupine and splits coming in. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like that stuff is once in a lifetime upgrading. (laughs) And of course I hit, (laughs) I hit record on my GoPro and it died before it all went down. So man, (laughs) I meant to check when I got in the tree, I meant to check my battery, but I literally just had it on like the night before I had it. And I was deleting a bunch of stuff off the card and I had plenty of battery. So I don't know. Maybe I left it on on accident. I don't know, dude, but I just remember like, I didn't even look at, I just put my hand down and hit record because it was set up already watching that trail. I don't really care, man. I actually did get that second doe I shot on film. It's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to show you the video sometimes. I got it from the GoPro, zipping through them. It's pretty dark, but you I'm a fan. So I'm I'm sorry, this has gone really long, but like, man, oh, what a year. It is a good story, man. I'm down for it. I love it. Congratulations, man. Thanks, That's, buddy. that's freaking awesome. I love, yeah. a, love a good buck story for sure. I do too. Now, you, one of you two suckers need to get one so we can really get an all-in podcast and just freaking party. Let's do it, Joe. Yep. Clank some antlers together. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep, I like yep. It. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best this year. I mean, uh, Saturdays and then I'm trying to like still a daylight week. I mean, a, a weekday every every week but it's kind of tough man like i said i barely ever get, get out in time it's like i don't want to do more harm than good i don't blame you it is tough but all right boys well let's wrap this one up i know it's really late joe has to wake up in like four hours um i know yes, austin I wakes up early i'm the only one that gets to sleep until seven tomorrow so i still got a bunch Five of hours. stuff to do tonight but yeah i'm sorry guys it's all good <laughs> i love it man i gotta pee that's about the biggest thing that's right. going on in my head right now <laughs> well let's wrap this thing up all right joe chuck yeah, buddy. Until next week. Distraction is real. Distraction is real.